Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2022. New Year's resolutions already blown to hell. 0 for 26 so far in dry January. Scale going up. Bank account going down. Log on today at DraftKings.com. With college football officially over and the selection of sports to risk your mortgage payment on dwindling down, let DraftKings.com scratch your degenerate gambling itch today. NHL, NFL, NBA, horse racing, dog racing, golf, badminton, table tennis, hell, regular tennis, MLS, unless you're Ted Lasso, no one really gives a shit, right? Olympics, Special Olympics, mud wrestling, pickleball, boxing, MMA, cockfighting. Actually, cockfighting is illegal in all 50 states. I just like to say cockfighting. Esports, and as lame as that is, and yes, it is lame. NASCAR, volleyball, we prefer the beach variety. If you can find it, you can bet on it. Only at DraftKings.com. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And we're back. Welcome to episode 39 of the Dump and Change podcast. Coming to you from the Odd Man Rush Studios deep, deep in Eagle River Valley. So deep. Uh, We have a history uh, lesson in the making here. Much like uh, like our last pod, we haven't potted a lot lately, so we do apologize for that. But uh, tough to get everyone in the same room. Obviously, Ging is not here, so as that as an example. But um, but we are back, so we're excited. Got a uh, got a uh, god damn. This is a, this is actually a big guest. I'm not gonna lie, Coach. Big guest. Um, he's d- he's done it all, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and. Uh, like I tell everyone when and I when we do these podcasts, I think I know, like I know Coach pretty well. Um, been around, and uh, I always learn something. So it, it uh, but every guest we've had, which I thought I knew, I thought I knew a lot of the guests like really well, and I was always surprised about. You know, there's just something that, but I think they're gonna have a lot of those today. So which is which is great. So, um, so I'm gonna kick it over to uh, Mr. Golden Boys. Uh, Walter Eunice. Eunice. Yeah, E-U-Nice. no, excited to be back, guys. I, I know it's it's tough for us to all get in the same room, and, and, and we try to pattern these things to where we have video and audio. Um, we are um, currently working on a solution to our remote uh, podcast situation. Just tonight we made progress. Just tonight we? we made progress, and um, Kevin Hayo, our lead nerd, has um, – figured out how this was going to be possible for us um to do that being said i am home i've been home for approximately 10 days um i stopped in salt lake city to coach with prime hockey uh got to coach with a legend tammy dryden from team canada um daughter-in-law of mr ken dryden uh her son believes it or not plays goalie Um, and she was an absolute pleasure to coach with. She is more intense than any male coach I've been around. Um, and definitely has colorful language, which is hilarious. My hip still hurts where she was demonstrating a low cross check and net front presence. Um, but that's beside the point. I did wind up losing to none other than Ryan Kessler's team in the, uh, semifinals uh, off the ice, Ryan Kessler is a gentleman and a very cool guy to be around. Um, coaching against him, he coaches like he played. 
uh, he wants every call. <laughs> it was it was painful at times to listen to him. I mean, let's just call it what it is: whine to the officials. Um, but you know, that being said, his team won, and 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 my team didn't. Um, other than that, when you're gone for six months, the honeydew list is it's out of control. Um, I'm cutting down trees. I'm remodeling bedrooms. I'm painting, doing carpet, everything, and uh, yeah. It's a, it's a task. It's a task. We're, 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 uh, neck deep in, in, uh, honeydew list stuff right now. So, um, excited to be back in the studio, excited about our next guest. Um, super excited that, uh, I was able to run into this guy and, uh, he just let me know like, Hey guys, you know, do you demand to be on the pod? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a demand, but it was definitely like, I, you know, I can bring some value to your podcast. Thirty-nine. <laughs> uh, I could bring some value to your podcast. Have me on. So it, it, it's great to have him. It's great to be back in the studio. Obviously, we miss Big Ginge as usual. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful. Yeah, big redhead Ginge. <laughs> big, big redhead Ginge. Um, he's responsible for keeping the greasy side down on all Raven Air's airplanes. True. Done a good job for the most so part. Far. I think one so maybe a couple years ago, but I doubt he worked on that one. But uh, the weather in Alaska right now is unbelievable. Horrible for the tanning business, um, but good for the uh, mental well-being of all of Alaska. Good for the beer business. <laughs> yeah, excellent for the excellent for the, excellent for the beer business. So excited to be back around the table. Um, Kevin Hale has uh, found a way that we could do some re- remote recording. Scott Parker, if you're listening, I reached out to you on Twitter and you followed me back, but I haven't heard back. So please uh, reach out to me. We'd love to get uh, the original Eagle River guy on. Um, whenever you're available so uh that being said rito let's rock well, yeah well uh, in big ginge's defense he just bought a house so he's painting and remodeling and flooring oh yeah yeah he works yeah no, he's a mechanic yeah and i think he works doesn't he work a night shift i don't know anymore well he it's, starts at 3 a.m that's fucking yeah and it's yeah. It, really? it's it's yeah. it's brutal yeah. it, it, well and let's not forget he has a new baby too. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, he's in one. Yeah, we are all there. Yeah, Ginge, absolutely no complaints, bud. Get here when you can. We'll take it from here. Uh, and we're gonna go over to uh, uh, Mr. Steve Glines, executive producer Glines, I should say. Six sec, sex executive producer. Sex executive producer. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, third podcast this year. Um, I, uh, but we're back. We're back. We're moving forward. I could talk about, you know, the summertime, the fucking heat and the roofing and all that kind of shit. But the only thing I'm worried about right now is my goddamn driveway has been baking that beautiful Walmart parking lot we did last year. Um, every little tight turn um, cuts it up. I had a couple uh, motorcycle buddies over here the other day. They sank right in. The uh, the kickstand sank in. Uh, hey, those kids were here last weekend. We had a big kid party. They Ugh. sprayed oh, You know that shit. spray cheese shit? Well, you know that spray, oh. that you know that shit? The spray cheese, whatever they call it? No, but I know Hey, those kids. Yeah, That's well, they left that all day. Anyway, that's burning into <laughs> the asphalt. Lucky so. they didn't mug the, the, anyway. mug the neighbor. So that's that's my summertime. But uh, hey, so back to the remote record. I know we've been talking about for that, you know, for the listeners like, yeah, 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 you guys are full of shit. We haven't talked about for, you know, a year and a half now. But the reason being is, you know, anybody can have a podcast with three laptops in three different states and, you know, on their lap, you know, and fucking nice little blank white background, this, that and the other. 
Um, but I'm way too anal for that. So I've been kind of putting it off. We finally put some, some more money in the pot, if you will. And, uh, we're upgrading some gear, um, big time. Uh, cause when you combine the, the audio from here, the audio from the laptops, the video from here, the video from the laptops, multiple laptops, hopefully Scott and Walt, if he's in, uh, in New York, if you will. So it, it took some time to put together, but, uh, we kind of had a, uh, a vote if uh, you will prior to the pod and we're going to dump some money into this thing and we're going to make shit happen so um that's coming so we will be pumping out podcasts more often we'll be pumping out more video content more often um we got a ton of stuff in the can we should be hitting some some youtube action soon we got a uh, 10 or 12 or or more podcasts in the in the can that we're going to pump out and uh just keep it going so we're back once we get back we get in the same room shit starts to happen so i'm excited fucking i love this boys um excited for our coach um our guest um had the pleasure to kind of come back to alaska right as he was on the tail end of his uh his run and uh and now just seeing him around the rink all the time i mean he's a rink rat he's uh he's just an old rink rat and he's fun to be around he, he comes in the ref room he, he's in the penalty box he's uh he's just in the community in the hockey community and excited to hear talking this. shit excited oh geez oh yeah chirp 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 so excited to hear the stories we're gonna go back a few decades and i'm just gonna sit back and do what i do i'm gonna pour you guys beer and and turn off my mic here's my mute button three two one glides out all right thanks uh, executive producer yeah we better check that mix design on the uh on the asphalt i, I don't know a lot about it but uh shouldn't be coming up in the heat it, it should be uh settled by now so be a bad mix, bad mix, bad mix design. I don't know. You would know. You would know. You we got to send it to the nerds, the nerds in the, we call them dirt. The plant, they call the plant. them, well, they call them dirt sniffers. Oh, okay. So they sit in a room and they come up with these mixed designs and it's got to be, you know, certain oil content, certain water content and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, we need to get on that. Glancy. I'm not kidding. That kid's string cheese literally burnt a fucking hole in it and yeah. sat there for a few days and burnt a hole. I'm not going to name your contractor, but maybe give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> Made to send the bill to Hayo, I think. Yes. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, uh, the uh, technical wizardry of this man, uh, Kevin Hayo. Hayo. What's up, buddy? Just hanging out, man. It's been a good summer. Uh, yes. Yeah, nice that we're recording. Uh, funny story. We had to make name tags just to make sure we knew uh, who we were when we got here. But right, we're here. Right. And uh, how's the Mac going? Mac still there? Uh, it's it's still there. Uh, it's been an interesting. Uh, Interesting uh, new job. Uh, I have way more respect for anyone that puts in ice in an ice rink. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. So we had a little power outage there, what, two or three weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, fried something. So took seven or eight hours to get the plant back up and had to rearrange some things. But, hey, it's it's on. Bypassed a few items. <laughs> <laughs> not for nothing but if but it's uh, there. if uh if big big jasper was still there probably would have been down for maybe about an hour not for nothing yeah big jasper he he knows yeah. what he's doing he knows what he's doing he knows it's kind of way. funny because i went to the mac center that was uh i don't go that my kids are like don't don't play anymore here anymore so i had that place hasn't seen my shadow in a while so i went in there uh the last mac attack Macadam. Come in there. So when you come to work in the same spot for 24 years, and then two years later, roughly year and a half later, I come in and I don't know anybody and no one knows me. So it's like the the five, six, seven, whatever. It's a, the Mac attack, the littlest guys, the oh, yeah. mini mites. It was so weird. I go down 
The only ones I knew um, were the people I was watching. I was watching uh, uh, my wife's cousin's kid play, and we're sitting there. So Grandpa was there and whatever. And so sitting by the Zam gate, and the guy comes out. And, uh, Excuse me, sir, I got to do the eyes. I'm like, yeah, let me get out of your way. I mean, I, but it was weird. I mean, I went in there. I don't. <laughs> no one. I, no one knew me. It, it was just. It was. It was kind of weird. But uh, but I'm glad that the Mac's back. That's that's for sure. I may, may I may have got a couple of phone calls. I'm like, yeah, that's a new one for me. I don't really know. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, just a few. Well, that 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 is a that that's the nightmare as a as a guy who works at a rink is like, Zam won't start or the ice plant breaks. You're screwed both ways. So uh, or there's a shoe in the Zam between periods of a high school game. Thanks, uh, Marty Sackerson and Mark Dog. Uh, Mark Dog. That's what and the Johnny Max kids were involved. Yeah, they, they didn't. It was actually one of the kids shoes that went over but whatever uh, yeah you threw a shoe in the zam to stop the game <laughs> no i wasn't i was only there the first day and a half we had an injured player not it wasn't the game i was on but uh, so there's some gear left on there she just started pushing her own rank There's well the YouTube. There's so many. Yeah, I don't great, think great things of Sam's like I, blowing up. I don't and, think you're picking. I don't think you're picking from the cream of the labor pot for the Zam driver. No offense, Zam driver. No, yeah, Zam drivers everywhere. No offense. No offense. No offense. Yeah. None taken. I'm yeah, sure. but, I speak for him. But uh, at the end of the day, the Zam driver, you know, he's the Zam driver. He's the Zam guy. Like, yeah. You know, don't get on the ice till the Zam door's shut. Yeah, good oh, ones are good. There's the one. The, who's the one at uh, Bokey that does the high school games? We had to tell him to slow down because he was doing the ice so fast. Well, that's all about time. Yeah, we take the we take the kids in the locker room. They'd sit down, and by the time Coach Wild and I walk in the room, all right, put your stuff on. Time to go. Like this guy was on it yeah. all the time. No, that, that's uh, like I spent enough time in rinks to know I've uh, spent enough time in rinks. <laughs> Definitely on the <laughs> end of the uh, the Zamboni, but. Um, uh, I'm I'm back in town. I was I went for a little, uh, and I don't get these, man. Um, I my wife has gone on I don't know how many girl trips, girl all trips. the time. Like oh, I'm gonna go to Hawaii. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna like okay. So, you know, if I would have told, told her, hey, I'm gonna go to you know, to Vegas with my buddies. Oh hell hell no. no oh you're hell not, no, Mister. So I don't know. Maybe probably mine. So I got around it this time. I'm like, I'm taking my two older boys with a buddy of ours, and we're going to go down to uh, Denver, and we're going to hang out, go to a show at Red Rocks. And for those of you who have never been to Red Rocks, you go. fucking got to go. It's amazing. Um, Even with no show going on, just to look at it is impressive. Dude, it was crazy. So um, so I, I got a kitchen pass to go down there, which is awesome. So it was uh, – I should I should be detoxing, but I'm not. But uh, but that venue, I, real quick. I mean that I've been to the Gorge. Gorge is awesome. And, see, and have you ever been to that Gorge? And uh, it, it, beautiful, beautiful. But the Red Rocks is something special. Red Rocks is like, it's just it's unbelievable. It's spiritual. And so we, we the concert got done. The concert was great. Saw Third Eye Blind. They rocked. It was great. Saw them, and then we just wanted to hang out. Like, so we, we ran to the top of the thing and just, yo, yeah. It, it was unbelievable. So they ended, eventually kicked us out. But um, but here, here's a pro tip. If you ever go to Red Rocks, find a guy named Jason with the uh, red Tesla. Dude, he saved our ass. So we <laughs> we had taken a ride into Denver to pregame and go see some, uh, you know, some breweries and have a good time. 
And so we, he goes, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're going to Red Rocks tonight. He's like, oh, wow, how are you getting up there? It's like, we're going to Uber. You know, Ubering up is like, well, Ubering up is easy. Ubering back is a, is a bitch. So he's like, I'll tell you what, I'm not doing anything tonight. So um, here's my number. He called me and we'll work a deal. I'm like, fuck, now we're talking. So we get, we watch the show. We get done. Like, you know, the show is almost over. Okay, we text him. I'm on my way. We hang out there and kind of wait. Like I said, we were kind of waiting, milling around. We come down. He's in VIP parking. All these people are waiting for rides. Like, there's our boy Jason. We jump in. So this is like, now we're tuned up. We've been drinking and having a good time. So my son's in the front seat and Sutton's like, dude, this thing's sick, man. It's like a spaceship. He's like, yeah, it's very fast. <laughs> He's like, please, bitch, please. He pulls out and just guns it. And those electric cars are like, it's not like a combustible. And it's like, it's on and you're just like it is like a, you're just like vroom. so we were like a, i don't know if we were going we were going at least easy 100 and then and he's like comfortable with it with passengers which is awesome so um so then my son goes oh does this thing have a good stereo he's like bitch please puts on the edm <laughs> stuff my boy's like, like bah, bah, bah. Dude, it was the best ride from the uh concert That's ever. Awesome. so uh those electric teslas like in the winter my buddy in chicago has one you got to put it in a different mode in the winter because like coach was saying when you step on the gas that electric motor just turns the fucking tires so it's got to like it you got to like detune it to be able to like not spin on the ice and yeah. snow and stuff the electric motors they're fucking tough dude that was it was badass and it was so comfortable in the front seat i mean that did it have the uh did it have regular doors or did it have the doors that flipped up regular doors but we're we're such Alaska Hicks were like, how do you op- open them up? You have to push a thing, and then you push it, and like, it, it was weird. But we, we figured That's it out. That's badass. We figured it so out. So Jason in the red Tesla. You look for Jason in the red Tesla. Uh, if you need a number, D- DM reach out me, to DM Reed. me. I'll give you his number. And we'll, off the books. It cost us a little more than, uh, you know, but it was worth, worth every worth penny. Worth every penny. Yeah, it's Not nice being able to walk out um, front row. Yeah, so so we hit some breweries, which is fun, always for me. And then uh, – uh, it's a business trip. Third line was crazy good. Um, but the more uh, the other kind of bonus is we were in Denver when the Avs won. So I've never been in a city when they won. So I'm not an Avs fan. Jin uh, is huge Avs fan. He's probably sleeping in Claude Lemieux's panties and and in uh, Jersey right now because he's <laughs> such a big fan. Uh, I'm kind of a semi Detroit fan, so I obviously not have any love for uh, Avs. Although love their team this year. We love the way they play. I mean, they've got some studs. Obviously, they're uh, McCarr and McKinnon go on and on, uh, and Sackick. You, you can't you can't not like Sackick. Yeah. But to be there when they won was crazy. So I was like, I was pretty liquored up, and I'm like, Cam, pull your phone. Just like video, and it, you're in this bar, and every it's the last like three minutes, and every eye is just like glued to that thing. So then, of course, they won, and like, yeah, I'm like. I sent the video to you guys. So I always had them, baby, of my favorite team. We're like high fiving people, just loving. So um, it was crazy. And then uh, until the seven foot guy came over to high five us out of nowhere, we're like, holy shit! He made Sutton, my kid who's six four, look like you and I, yeah. short guys. Um, but then we went outside, and then immediately you see the SWAT teams, and you're, I'm like, okay, oh, that's cool. And then the fireworks, and then you know people are on poles, and they're getting the poles down. I'm like. In a car, and they're stomping on the car. I'm like, yeah, let's get out of here. So we, we got out before it got really ripply, but it was fun. Uh, the energy was uh, was something else, so that was uh, very, very cool. The only Stanley Cup I got to see was uh, when Tampa beat Calgary 
when uh, Aginla played for him in Game 7 in Tampa. And your story is much better because I literally don't remember anything after the first period. Uh, Hulk Hogan was there flexing on the ice. Oh, nice. His daughter sang the national anthem. And every seat they had the things that – they, they, they little, clapped uh, thunder sticks or yeah. Whatever, yeah well i heard the i for literally a month after that's all i heard <laughs> can't tell you a single thing about uh anything after the first period uh i know tampa won well you learn you learn these things as you get like i'm 53 you learn like to, at that point i'm like okay i need a water like you need another beer i'm like i, I need a water yeah. i need another water <laughs> yeah. and another water yeah so. i'm good i'm at the, i'm at a good spot right now it was fun but uh so that was the night before we went to Third Eye Blind. So the next night we're at Red Rocks, and uh, at the uh, at the concert I see total power move, some guy in a Detroit Red Wings hoodie. <laughs> but they just won, so no one's beating his ass. I don't think they, those guys beat his ass anyway. But uh, yeah, it, it it was great. So uh, wife just got hired on with uh, Alaska Airlines, so I'll be going a lot more trips. Uh, no more first class upgrades. Obviously, you'll find me in 38B. You which is fine just it's monitor the shitters whatever. yeah just monitor the shitters fine, yeah. fine. I'm, I'm fine with it the, the price is right so uh yeah anyway loving it loving the weather and um let's get into it man i'm, I'm stoked here man this is gonna be a good one uh walter do what you do yeah don't disappoint us do not disappoint us <laughs> I, don't 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 disappoint this guy first one in the while uh <clears throat> one never knows where you might bump into our next guest behind the bench on the ice or possibly the Denver airport where it's 66 years young. He still finds time to represent Alaska at the USA hockey regional camp. When are you going to have me on? I've got all the stories, the good stories. Well, today's the day a fixture in Alaska rinks for decades. This man is an Alaska hockey pioneer on the ice behind the bench, as well as behind the scenes with USA hockey second all time in high school, racking up 268 career wins and six state championships, including four in a row as bench boss of the scumbag South Wolverines. He played for the legendary Anchorage Wolverines and even skated on the same team with Barry Melrose in Weyburn, Saskatchewan. Today you can find him chirping the beer leaguers as an official or running the penalty box at a local high school game. Excited, excited to finally get 2019 ASAA Alaska High School Hall of Fame inductee, one of Alaska's all-time hockey guys, none other than Mr. Mike Ashley, welcome to the Dump and Change podcast. Well, thanks, but I got 10 rings, so I don't know where you got six, but uh, one one was called a Invitational, so with only four teams. But yeah, glad to be here. The view is unreal. You know, when I was 50 pounds lighter, I used to climb that mountain right there. It's <laughs> awesome. Coach, welcome, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, I go way back with you, not as far back as, like, well, some of these bad boys but uh these are great uh a little alaska drillers yearbook from 72 73 but um yeah you you uh you've been a fixture at the rinks um and, and you're in kind of like kind of like sorny you're like one of those guys who played got into coaching like ref you get into you're an official and like you say hockey i mean so you do it all so you obviously like love for the game is is uh still there eh yeah, I grew up. Uh, I was I was so fortunate that my father got transferred to Alaska in the military, and we ended up living in Anaka Valley, which was Bond Whitmore, and you know Bond Whitmore Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I mean the whole playground was flooded. We had a speed skating oval with a cross rink. We had a hockey rink. The playground was flooded, so if you wanted to wear your skates and go on the swings, that was no problem. Put on your black guards, go to class. 
15 minute recess in the morning, out on the rink, put your guards on, go to class, eat lunch, go out and I think 45 minute recess, skate. We had a league. And then back in those days, uh, you know, the AHA wasn't around. So the elementary schools were kind of like the hockey league. So Nunaka Valley, Abbott Loop, Inlet View, North Star, those were the big ones. Everything outside, obviously. I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. The only time I first time I played inside was uh, high school uh, region tournaments. We, or no, we played our whole league schedule. We practice outdoor, and then, uh, but towards the end of the high school season, when the outdoor rinks start to go, like you know, people think I'm kidding, but one team would go on the ice at two thirty in the morning at the old sports arena, one at three forty-five, and one at five. And that would be day one. There were six teams. And then the next day, the other three would go. And, I mean, sometimes you went right from the rink to school. Or sometimes (laughs) you went home and slept two more hours and went to the school. But uh, Bond Whitmore really got the ball going. And then, um, you know, I just did the thing that everybody's doing now. uh, Unfortunately for guys like us, it was dad's coaching your your dad would have been a different story but right you know that the dads in my area were basically non-hockey players and so uh i went through uh my seventh grade year my dad got transferred to uh murfreesboro tennessee oh, shit. in the middle of the baseball season so i missed baseball and when i we came back six months later it was the end of his uh, career he, they sent him down there for six months Hockey teams were already picked. I didn't even get on a hockey team. So I, I missed my two favorite sports for one season. And then uh, Bantam, I had a um, Bob Lloyd from Chicago, kind of like the first real hockey coach. So in, in elementary, it was teachers. And then uh, your dad and Dick Thompson, yeah. probably, the, you know, my mentor. Yeah. Dick Thompson at Service High School. Uh, Interesting thing about that was uh, there were no seniors when service opened. They weren't going to force any kids to go to service that were, would be a senior at Diamond. So I was at East High as a sophomore. I think I think I might have been the first kid kicked off a high school team for dual participating <laughs> because we didn't know any better. So I was playing on a Bantam team also and playing high school hockey. And, um, and then so service opened up, and they bust us all the way from Nanaka Valley, all the way up to the lower hillside. And uh, my sister, who's three years younger than me, graduated from the Grand New Bartlett. My sister, that eight years younger than me, graduated from East. And we, my parents lived in the same house. They just took Nanaka Valley like it's a nice big group of kids, yeah. you know, and they threw us around. So. I ran into Dick my uh, junior year, Dick Thompson. He's come out, he just came out of UMD. He'd coached with Bernie Simons at uh, yep. Diamond for one or two years, can't remember. And then um, I think right there the hockey progression started for a bunch of us at that time. And then uh, the big break was uh, some, I think Luke Durow and the Hankies said, hey, there's a summer league in Lake Superior, Wisconsin. So you guys remember Bruce Lighty, Fairbanks? Yeah. So. Bruce came down and played forward on, on the line I was on uh, his senior year. And he had uh, grandparents that lived on the North Shore outside of Duluth on Lake Superior. So we went, we were living 20 minutes from the Lake Superior Bridge. If you've been there, you know, you go over a bridge, you're at Duluth, go over the bridge, you're in Superior, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Played in a really good summer league, all, all Division One, and we could skate with them. And uh, the UMD coach, I think his name was Selman, started with an S, Selman or something, said, hey, 
I'm out of scholarship money, but uh, you guys want to go play junior hockey? I'll get you a spot. And we <laughs> we both went, what's junior hockey? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so he explained it to us, and he called Weyburn. That was a connection. So back in those days, UMD had a former player living in Weyburn. That's his hometown. So we flew back to Anchorage, and then three of us drove one of those three-wheeled sobs. If you can – you ever – did you see those? Yeah. It was a sob with three tires. Yeah. Looked like a teardrop. Yeah. Three hockey bags, little clothing, drove the Alcan, stopped in Whitehorse, and the rink guy – this is talking about rink, good rink guys. So we hadn't skated since last, like, probably February. And uh, the summer school or the summer league, and then this guy opened the rink – Lights out. They had ice in the middle of the summer, so we we were going in August, and he let us skate in the morning. We came back in the evening, and we pitched a tent under the tree, and we went all the way down to uh, Weyburn in that little car, broke down three times, got pulled by tractors twice, <laughs> got spent the night in the Toad River Inn, you know, gratis. They were they. Hey, you're a hockey player? Oh, Come on in. Grab a rink. What, you know? what year is this? We're talking like that would 70. be the that would be the summer of fall of seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. So I was first graduating class of service. So two of us made the junior team. One of them, and then we they reimbursed your expenses we gave to Steve, and he drove back to Anchorage alone. But um, I remember kind of the scary thing was since we got there early. Coach said, you want to help us sign in players? And I, I know, I'm a center, so yeah, I'll take centers. And uh, God, there were like 40. There were 200 kids in camp. And, you know, we skated three times a day, and there were four different shifts. So you skated, and then if your name was still on the list, you came back. And I mean, after first skate, they the, the sh- list was getting shorter. So I made it to day two, and now it's down to like 100. And Bruce and I are looking around, you know, we, we could do this. You know, we could do this. So on the third skate of day two, my name wasn't there. And I was like, oh, my God, I know I'm better than at least 20 of those guys. Yeah. And then I hear this. I'll never forget. I hear, hey, Yank. And I look over, and here's this guy, the big mullet. And what you don't know about Barry, when you watch him on TV, he's a monster. He's, but he's surrounded by big hockey players, so he's a big boy. He says, you're with me. So I what, they got a new line or something? I go over there, and was, they converted me to a defenseman. So I went to the coach and said, hey, uh, you know, I've never played defense ever. Yeah, but you can skate backwards. So, <laughs> so you're a D-man. Perfect. So I'm a D-man. <laughs> and Melrose was my partner first year, and uh, he was 16, and I was 18. I turned 18 in August, so I was a young high schooler. And um, that was a blast. Junior hockey in Weyburn, uh, like like any small Saskatchewan town, you were, I know you were went through Regina. You told me a story there. I went through a lot of places. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know Weyburn would be like two thousand people, and then on the weekend thirty thousand. Everybody come in off the farms and n- never get a seat in the rink. And you know you wear your red jacket. How, how big was the rink? I'm gonna say. Ben bulky seating on both sides and maybe a little longer. So maybe 3,000 fans? Maybe. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a 2,000 community. But it was the only game in town. Yeah, And right awesome. next door was the curling rink. And, awesome. if, and they could never have the two events at the same time. It, it wouldn't work. So either curling was sold out or the hockey rink was sold out. And um, 
Well, that's what's beautiful about Canada. Every little town like Weyburn, Saskatchewan, yeah. how big is it? 5,000 or 2,000, whatever. Has a rink, has a nice rink that... that uh, yeah, that and I think everything. they have a new one. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, we, and back in those days, the Saskatchewan League, the SJ, as everybody likes yeah, to say now, SJ. is uh, was a 14-team league, which included uh, several teams that are now Tier 1. So Swift Current, Moose Jaw, Prince Albert, were all tier two teams and Prince Albert had won the Centennial Cup. I think they call it the Royal Bank Cup now. They had won it four years in a row. And North Dakota and Wisconsin, that was just their pipeline of recruits out of Prince Albert. And uh, Chelios played in Moose Jaw, tier two. And, um, you know, it was just a good league. And nice thing, you, you swing through the south. Those are one-day trips. And then about four times a year, you swing up to the north, and that's a three- or four-day trip. Was Flynn Flon in the league at that time? Too? Now, Flynn Flon's in Manitoba. So, yeah. This, yeah, it was Saskatchewan. Lloyd Minister wasn't even in it. But, uh, you know, Saskatoon, Regina had a tier one and a tier two team. Estevan, our arch rival, which yeah. got some great stories about Estevan. So, they were the Bruins. They were the farm team for the new Westminster Bruins. And um, so, Moose Jaw, Yorkton, Humboldt, Prince Albert, Saskatoon, North Battleford. Uh, God, I'm not even. Did I say Swift Current? What was yeah. was Molly at Saskatoon then? Molly played when I recruited Molly. He was in Humboldt. Okay. And Molly Mothy and Federico. Uh, Clint Mothy. Clint Mothy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that was a package deal Molly made us. <laughs> so funny thing about that recruit is, uh, since I'd been there and I was fresh out of that league, so to speak, when I was coaching at UAA a couple of years later, Brush would send me to you know, Saskatchewan, but he would never let me sign anybody, which, you know, I get it. And so I, I came back, I said, hey, there's this monster. He, <laughs> he wants to come to Alaska, you know, and they got a pretty good goalie too if yeah. they're looking for a goalie. So we both went down again, and uh, I don't think Brush ever saw Molly play. So it was in Prince Albert. It was the playoffs. Our rivals, Humboldt and Prince Albert, were like Estevan Weyburn. And we got there a couple minutes late. You had to check in, you know, coaches pass type thing. And you had to you had to walk up the backside to get up to the top of the stadium. You, you know, you didn't come up the front side. It was a weird, good rink, but weird. And uh, the crowd's on its feet, and there's a brawl going on. There's a five-on-one <laughs> There's a five on one brawl going on. Oh, nice. Humboldt had a rule that if you uh, – the Humboldt coach, if you uh, got into a brawl, you, you, you're benched and you miss X amount of games. So here, here's Molly. Molly's got his knee. He's got his knee on a player's chest. He's not going anywhere. Every once in a while, he gives him a backhand fist. He's got a guy on his back. He's got a guy here. He's just stroking this guy. So this guy goes away pretty quick, and he pulls this guy right over the front. And, I mean, he's just doing these forearm smashes. These other two guys don't want nothing to do with it. And Molly's not even on his skates. Yeah. And this this is – Quote, Brush goes, wouldn't they shit to see this guy back in Anchorage? <laughs> <laughs> so he never saw him play. But, you know, a lot of people didn't like Maul at first, but then I said, just watch how effective he is. Don't worry about how big and gangly, but nobody stands in front of the net. He's got a monster shot, and he's he's huge. No, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. That was and, a good pickup. And, 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 and he was, at the end of the day, he was a good hockey player, too. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you play for Edmonton, that's not De bad. Not decent. Bad. Is that good? Decent. Yeah. When, when Gretzky was there. Yeah, decent. I think, you know, he was a hit man, kind of, but uh, he could play. 
So we, one of the stories I wanted to tell you was, so Estevan was our arch rival, and we got the Southern final. We actually knocked off Regina, which was one. We were three. Estevan was two. So it's a weird playoff system. So we ended up playing Estevan, best out of seven. First game was in Estevan. Old barn, the kind with the wood rafters. I've been there. Yeah. But, okay, so yeah, big, yeah. but a big rink. Yeah, no, it was a nice rink. So you also had to come onto the rink from behind the bench for a trap door that was maybe three quarters mm-hmm. high. So you duck down and you're on the bench area. So the hallways are under the bleachers. So here's the national anthem, and you know they didn't play both back in those days. They just played the O Canada. And uh, on the last note of O Canada, from the middle of the rink, out of the stands. So my coach's last name was McMillan, Dwight McMillan. You can look it up. I think he's the winningest coach in hockey history. He he, he stayed in the same junior team from the 60s to the 90s, something. Wow. But uh, something that I I would describe as half scarecrow, half uh, EMT dummy, comes shooting right out of the middle of the rink in a red wing jersey and on the back it said Mac, and it had a hangman's noose. <laughs> and it just bounced off the center dice and was hanging there. A little harsh. So we're on the blue line, and we were like, oh, God, because uh, Coach Mac had, you know, that Coach Mac, yeah. you know, not your yeah. dad, yeah. Uh, loved them both. He said, uh, before, you know, that's a whole year. I got a whole year under my belt now, and his rule was real simple. There are two parts of the hockey game, the fights and the score. you got to win one of them. You know, that's good. I like that. Fair. As a team. Yeah. He didn't say that to me. That was the team rule. So when that thing hit the the ice and bounced in the air, I I mean, every head turned to the left to look at our bench, and Mac just went, "Mm mm-hmm. And we started right there at puck. The referees were still by the penalty box, you know, with their helmets under their arm. And so Mac was quite accomplished at this kind of stuff. So – as, as as a referee would break, you know, the linesman, it was two and one back in those days, two linesmen to ref, linesman would break up one fight. They'd take a guy to the bench. Well, the Estevan guy would go to the shower on the other side. Our guy, Coach Mack, would say, strip down and get ready and hide behind that door. So you'd be under, you know, el- jersey off, elbow pads off, shoulder pads off, ready to go, you know. So after about four guys are tucked in there, he says, let's go. And I was one of them. And so that means there's 16 fights going on, all squared up. Some are in all kinds, they're all in different phases. Some kids are really hurt. Some are knocked out. Some are just holding. And now you got four guys walking around going, Bam. you're out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now it's, you know, what, 15 on, you know, five. Yeah. Pretty soon it just became ridiculous. And, you know, it got to a point where there was nobody else left to hurt. So we uh, the game was called. I was going to say, they, they called the game. Oh, yeah, we oh, never shit. played. Yeah, yeah. The second game lasted seven minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. But, double your sex life, right? So, you know, yeah, that, exactly. that's, that's when the Broad Street Bullies, I, I think that was the year that the Mont- uh, Montreal Canadiens walked off. No, no, the, let me take it back. The Russian Red Army team walked off the ice when they played Philadelphia. You know, they came, Philadelphia started beating them up. They left the rink. You know, big money, you know, to pay yeah. to pay the Russians to come over. We're going to hold the paycheck. They came back out and finished the game. That was on national TV. So after juniors, um, actually, 
mid-semester second year, Brush called me, and uh, I came back home at semester and played with uh, the sourdoughs. Sourdoughs? U- I've never, that's a new one. I've never UAA sourdoughs, that's what we were called. Oh, shit. Yeah, and uh, the sports arena was our home. We practiced there. They didn't have that facility. And Jim Tweedo, uh, Steve Gasparini, Ken Cup, Emilio Beaver. Little Beave. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Beave. There were some really good characters. There were like five solid junior, ex-junior hockey players, and the rest were locals. So we we, we didn't do very well. Uh, Coach Bronis. Yeah. Yeah. He co- scored the winning goal in BC in the Caribou Tournament. I took the shot. He got the rebound coming off the rink. And Greasy Bronis. Greasy, yeah. Greasy rebound. The yeah. other guy he probably had. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I was so tired because uh, that was in Kamloops. And their rink is underground level. So you walk in, and during rush hour traffic, all the monoxide. Well, <laughs> we found out later that teams that play there have a pill. Well, we're all like, oh, man. And, and, uh, but we, we, we got through it, and uh, good memories. So you, you guys were like the first, you know, well, we, t- we had McSwain on here, and then that was later, obviously, like 10 years later. But you, you got, your era was like the first that kind of went out and – I went to junior hockey and, and did yeah, that kind of Yeah, my thing. neighbor, so my backyard butts up to Jeff Cooper. Since, okay, yeah. He was the first kid to go to juniors. Yeah. He went to Lethbridge, and um, Bruce and I were the next. How, how much older is he than you? Like I'm going to say three. Three years, yeah. He went to Lethbridge, took a scholarship to Princeton, and then came back home to the business, Central Plumbing. He, yeah. And Bruce went to Wisconsin. And then okay. quit after a year because his girlfriend was Miss Saskatchewan at that time. It's not now if you're listening, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he's got a great, great family. His uh, his daughter played at Bemidji D1. Okay. So, so after juniors, um, so what what was that like in, in Weyburn? Like a lot of guys getting committed and uh, at, that, our, at that time, our team was. You know, basically it kind of mirrors the way I learned how to coach. Our team was role players. I think we had maybe two guys that got scholarships. But everybody – and, you know, a couple went to the Western League, like Barry. Melrose went to Kamloops the next year. But um, we just were a unit. We loved each other. We loved to coach. We'd die for him. But, you know, you didn't cross his path. Yeah. I mean, I wrote, if you look on a map from North Battleford to uh, Weyburn, we drove all night with our gear on, except our skates, in sweat, in a cold bus. And we got back to, we must have got back at 8 or 9 in the morning, and basically it was our rink. And uh, we skated till, on, till yeah. everybody puked, uh. you know. But um, it, Can you it, even do that anymore? No. Well, the, the, I mean, you're still coaching. Those, <laughs> those, those are the great teams, though, right? Those, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, oh, this team got to come watch this team. Well, why? Well, because they got this guy or that guy. Yeah. Well, are they the best team or do they got the best player? Like, I, I love role-player teams. Literally, if you took out Prince Albert, Humboldt, and uh, if you took out those two teams, it was anybody could win, but Prince Albert was a hard win. Humboldt was a hard you probably weren't going to win on the road, but we just beat them up and wait for them to come home, <laughs> you know. So, but so, uh, so you played two years in Weber, year and a half, year and a half, and then uh, pr- probably the best, funnest. You know, I left the home, 
I love my dad dearly, you know, and he was, but he's military. And then by the time I got to high school, he was second or third in charge at McLaughlin Youth Center. So the law was laid down if, if I see you here. But it actually helped me because the APD was such a small force back then that... First name basis. <laughs> well, when you said your last name was Ashley, is your dad's name Des? Because, you know, they're bringing kids to McLaughlin day in and day out. Yeah. Let's say you get in the car right now and drive right. home. And if I don't see you on the road come Monday, I, I might or I might not see your dad. And, you know, and that, so... When my dad came home from work on Mondays, it was the worst. Like, <laughs> Waiting to see if he did say anything. Yeah. That's classic. But we used to, like, I had, uh, remember the, they still have it, I'm sure, probably online, Popular Mechanics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in the back of Popular Mechanics, for five bucks, you included a picture. And you could get an ID from any state. And the, drink, <laughs> the drinking age was 18. 18. So you never got one from Alaska because they knew exactly what they looked. So my wife, my girlfriend was from Denver, so I ordered a Denver, Colorado ID. And then my my roommate, he got one. And so at 18, at, you know, at 17, 16, we're in the bars. We're in the strip joints and all that. Having so they were party. legit IDs. Oh, yeah. And then I turned them <laughs> into a awesome. Then I turned them into a business. <laughs> so give me 20 bucks in a picture. And, you know, that's good money. But... Uh, basically there was you know it was a lawless town back then you know love it but uh juniors was fun it was really fun and uh if you wanted to talk about hazing <laughs> oh that that's a real thing back then yeah for sure. yeah do you remember the name clark gillies oh yeah. yeah okay well clark gillies played at regina 70 miles from where i was and there, there was an alaskan there i'm not going to say his name but according to the story probably in one of these books right here according to the story the the vets you know we had rookies and vets pooed pooed and peed so in regina they had a coliseum or they it was cow palace i mean they had uh shows for cows and horses in the same building what you know so they had walking coolers so every day during you know the build up to the inter-squad game and then you know january 12th back then you finally made it you weren't called a rookie anymore but way before that the hazing would start way before that as soon as you thought you made the team you're going to get hazed and so they pooed and peed for weeks in a bucket and the manager would go put it in the cooler and then one day the hazing started and somebody said to i'm not going to say who it is uh it's your turn today rook and he had no idea they went out and practice well that had been thawing out for a couple of days and so this guy's in the shower doing his hair and big bad clark gillies comes around gives him a bear hug they tape his feet they tape his arms together and gillies dunked him oh my and God. then laid him in the shower so it was this person's job to roll under the shower and then the manager came and untaped him but uh, uh you know throwing that, up that, i'm that, sure yeah i had a Jesus. red i had a red ball and a white ball for a week you know everybody got shaved everybody got painted i think my favorite one though was when you made the team those little address books you know with the spiral yeah this big we all used to have before we have phones so when January 12th came, that was the party. You, you're, you, all you could be is traded or let go. I mean, you, you couldn't say, they couldn't say, uh, 
well, you know, we don't want you no more. You know, you're, you have value because they signed a card. So each team got 40 cards. And so now you have value. I mean, you're going to get traded or sent somewhere. So at least you were, you know, from Alaska, we knew we were going to, hey, we made it, you know. So after that last skate, we had a couple of days off of uh, without games. And uh, each, each one of us rookies, I think there were seven, was accompanied by a vet into the shower. I mean, there was space. And we showered and then... They took this little address book with string, tied the string around our little winky. Yeah. We had to hold it, and then we went out and got dressed, and then the little address book hung right here. (laughs) All right, so our practices got over about seven. Okay, so then we go to the big party, so you know what's going to happen, right? Every girl in town's there, and you had to get 25 or 30 or 40 names and phone numbers. <laughs> so I wish I could stand up, but uh, imagine a girl. They all know what's going on. And, they're and the, vet's, hard. the vet's right next to you. And they go, yeah, Rook. And they pull that thing up. And you're on your tiptoes. I'll give you a number here. You got a lot to go, you know, all night long. Would you sign my book? Would you sign my book? <laughs> and I, I can't honestly remember how many. Let's just say 25. And after you got 25, you could take it off. And oh not, now you were a veteran. You know, so that was the great stuff about junior hockey. Yeah, know? no worse for the wear. We couldn't even have a cookie race. It's, it, you know, Oreo cookie race at service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Whole new those, world. I, I don't know if they do those enemy. I mean, do they haze anyone? No. <laughs> Probably no. not. I mean, no, we still have the uh, tradition of like first point. Our first goal, you shower with your gear on, but I mean that's as that benign as it gets, you know. Yeah, yeah. but in college, that's when they get they, and juniors, that's when they get kind of ripply. Yeah, it's it's really. I did safe sport for three years. Oh it, yeah, it, it, it still happens. it continues, but oh, it, sure. not nothing like like I can't even I can't even tell you. I mean, that's the no, rule, no, that's no. the rules of safe sport. But, oh yeah, you know another thing I did in Weyburn, which was stupid, is streaking became a thing you know we, you couldn't watch a college football game without seeing something. without some girl or guy streaking across the floor so hey yank when you're gonna streak yeah right 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 no nah, come on you got any balls all right can i wear a bag you know paper bag over my head so i don't get kicked off the team yeah so in in weyburn fourth avenue believe it or not was the main drag with the restaurants the theaters and all that so the only guy I would trust to pick me up was Bruce Lighty from Fairbanks. He had our car. We bought it like a 69 Chevelle that was just ratty. Nice. Yeah, but it's it's down at the end of the two blocks. I got dropped off here, sneakers and a bag. And I take off right down Main Drag. To, here's the Elks Club, old women playing cards in the big showroom windows. and. I blow and I get about 15, 20 feet from the car. Bruce just goes and drives off. And it had, so I'm running. So we lived on 18th Avenue. That was 4th Way, Avenue. Ways to go. I had, <laughs> and I'm doing backyards, fences, snow. And, uh, but it was fun. Loved every minute of it. That's awesome. So I, I, I never was in uh, Weyburn. I, I did try out for Esteban. Didn't make it. Surprise. Um, but uh yeah that's an interesting place i mean there there's uh they definitely uh don't mess around with the hockey and uh and i remember uh right before i left this is 86 when i left to go play and 
you brought me aside of the soldat, dot and i was like okay here's what you need to do <laughs> so you, you're talking about me yeah yeah well i'm gonna tell on reed now so this is my mac his dad's story so we're down in a hockey school in Soldatna with Dempsey. Brush was there. I don't yep. think Pete went on those. I don't think Pete was Bronis there. Yeah. and your dad. And we're at Dempsey's trailer. He's leaving with one of the Sutton boys, I remember, right? Two of the Sutton boys, Oh, yeah. oh together you're going? Actually, all three, because Boyd was playing at Miami, Ohio, so he was going to school, but he's dropping us off. Oh, so you must have picked him up in Anchorage or something. I think there was only uh, two of you that left. Probably, but yeah. Yeah, so reed's over here oh, i don't want to go i don't want to go max over here oh my son i love that <laughs> jesus yeah you know and, and you drove off and, yeah uh, your dad was he took it hard really hard yeah but, he, uh, he did well that's what that's why i was crying man yeah, you see yeah. your dad crying like i ain't gonna cry and then he starts crying I'm, like, I'm crying yeah. yeah another story about your dad is you know after hockey school we'd go fishing and Dempsey's boat. So hockey school, 12 yeah. o'clock, go home, get a little bite out on the river till six. And whatever, what's the bar's name that's on the Soldatna River oh, Bridge? God. Uh, it's changed names, but then we'd hang out there, have a couple of beers. Well, your dad had a Kawasaki motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And I had this van, uh, a Volkswagen van, the, the, the newer kind, the water boxer. And uh, I remember watching your dad taillight. And all of a sudden, the, and it was in the rain. And we're going straight out of Soldatna towards Kenai, right there, you know, by the police station. And all of a sudden, your dad's taillight just starts disappearing, up, on, on, off, on, off. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, I'm thinking he's, yeah, you know, I ripped down there. I heard a caribou cross the road. He went right through it <laughs> at about <laughs> 70 miles an hour. And lucky. You it know. sounds about right. Yeah. He, he, he put that thing down a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Kawasaki 750. And I was coming back from uh, with a bunch of guys, 13, 14 of us from the Kawasaki shop. And you know what, oscillation. So I, 55 miles an hour, had the bike leaning over, going around a corner, no problem. And it just... Wheel wobble, yeah. Whoa. Sold it. And uh, the six green Kawasaki's that they had at the shop, 750s, that was the fastest bike on the road at the time. Mine lasted the longest. The guy I sold it to went under the back of an 18-wheeler on the Seward Highway that stopped, and he, he got pinched. His leg got pinched under a, a muffler or something hot, burned a big old hole in his leg. But uh, the six lasted less than six months. Yeah, those, <laughs> those, that, my dad's was a 750, too, yeah. and he bought it from Coach Bronis. <laughs> the brown, the brown, I still, I still have it. Yeah, okay, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So that was a little, that was a one year, that was an early one. Yeah. 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 But they were scary. Even then, they were oh, scary. Yeah. I mean, From streetlight to streetlight, they're untouchable. Yeah. But you stand on the brakes, you might stop, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I never, I never got to drive that one or ride that one for, so, a, good, for a good reason. So, Coach, after Junior's is over. Okay. Now what? Well, I'm going to tell you one more Junior story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to Saskatoon because I got the article. And uh, bus breaks down about 30 minutes out of Saskatoon. We're on that northern road trip. And this is the last game. And so, long story short, no cell phones. Somebody's got a hitch, coach hitchhikes to town, gets a hold of the blades, Saskatoon blades. They send out their bus. So the game starts about an hour late. 
and we brawled. And so here's the headlines in the morning paper because we spent the night there because of our bus. So the one little headline said, game delayed one hour. And then the minor headline before the article, it says, brawl breaks out during game. Some people say the Weyburn bus broke down. Others say they stopped to water the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so after juniors, uh, I come home, pipeline starts. And uh, did two and a half years of that. And in the winter, I'd play for like the Wolverines or whatever. So you worked, oh, you worked on the slope oh, then? Well, from Valdez to okay. uh, Sourdough. Yeah. Died the Southern. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, the Sourdoughs folded after that semester. That UA hockey UA. folded the first time. Okay. So back to, the, you know, I guess the Wolverines. A couple of years of that. And then uh, got a call from Dick Thompson. Said, hey, uh, you ever thought about coaching? And I, th I thought he's coaching with him. You know, that'd be great. I got winners off. I'm making so much money in the summer. I'll never need to work again, you know. I didn't know the pipeline was going to be finished one year. <laughs> and then uh, so – I said, yeah. He says, yeah, Ber you know Bernie Simons? Well, I had known Bernie a little through the drillers, yeah, but not a lot. But, you know, they had a premier program over there, and and uh, Bernie needs an assistant. So I went and coached with Bernie from uh, 77, 78, 79. And then Brush came calling. I went 80, 81, 82. Then my first year, I was also going to school. I was coaching at UA, and and then my 83s, my first year, I, my first year teaching was at West with Scotty Smith. We coached. I remember Scotty Smith, yeah. Yeah. And then, then seven or eight of us got rift and sent to Diamond. And so Bernie, Bernie was retiring, so uh, another guy and I applied for the job, and I got it. And I, I did my four-year sentence there, and uh, we won – two state titles one is that invitational we got to the state final once and we came in third and it was it was just horrible and then i t taught for 15 more years coached four years of uh north stars four years of all stars one of the last two years of the aces before they went to the pro level i think they were called senior open or something senior open yeah, yeah. we got to the national final and lost and uh I think we lost three games that year, one in Whitehurst, one in Fairbanks, and uh, the final in Chicago. And uh, so then South opened up, and I transferred over there and did like five years of head coach, one year of assistant coach with Beldy, you know, broke him in. And then, then I actually coached a JV team for a year, and that was real fun. I had nine guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what varsity's at, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember one time uh, I was coaching a JV team with uh, Trevor Steffen for Chugiak, and uh, none of our players had water bottles. Imagine that. And uh, Coach Ashley was kind enough to give us three of his. So that was – thanks, Coach. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember those little details. <laughs> So what, what year years we were at Diamond? You you were there when I was coaching or when I was playing. Oh, uh, I started at teaching at Diamond in eighty four, eighty five. Okay. And then uh, so five, six, seven, eight, eighty seven, eighty eight was my last year okay. coaching. But I stayed there till my youngest daughter graduated in two thousand four. Teaching. 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 Yeah. yeah. What'd you teach? 
Uh, started out as a integrated history major minor, a little anthropology, a little sociology, and then I, I got a uh, academic scholarship from uh, well, the oil companies, and I went back and re-educated in economics. So I finished the last nice. probably 10 years teaching economics. At one time, I was the only certified teacher in economics in the district, and then people started graduating from that program, and I think there were 12 of us. Oh, wow. And they made it a mandatory class, and nobody was certified in economics. So that kind of changed my whole perspective on life, uh, you know, politics and stuff like that. But I really enjoyed that. And the, what I really enjoyed was underclassmen didn't get to take that class. So I usually did three classes of uh, econ and two of government. One year I did AP econ. but uh, So I finished my career with juniors and seniors, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Well, so, well, circling back before we get too far away from your Wolverine days, I, I did have a question about a trip uh, that you decided not to take with – well, you did. You went with the Wolverines, but you decided not to ride with the Wolverines to Fairbanks, and you rode with a uh, motorhome full of firefighters, um, Jim An Anibis, uh, Mike Fish, who apparently was your team doc, um, Ray Bays uh, and Butch Kenworthy. It was his motorhome. A and, big one. It was a big one. And, and I heard a good story about this, but I want you to tell it, and I, and, and I want you to follow up with a story um, uh, about lobster that weekend and let me know. <laughs> Let me know what happened so, there. So what's the first story in reference to? Because there were too many stories. Well, well the bus ride up and whether or oh. not, did you or did oh. you not miss uh, any type of ice time because of the bus ride? Well, first the bus had to stop at, I think, Healy. Okay. I think because some butch said they have the best homemade bread. Somebody went in there and bought 15 loaves or, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, paraphrase yeah yeah now, yeah yeah but a lot of bread yeah not sliced fresh bread and these friggin firemen they're crazier than hockey players <laughs> they just reached in and grabbed the heart of the bread slathered it in butter and did, ah, by that time we had you know might have had a few brewskis under us and oh, so yeah. you know he went to 250 250 miles yeah yeah so you know beer every 25 miles it's we're, we're getting in there yeah and, uh, I might have missed the first game. I don't, I don't recall, but uh, I recall uh, I recall a bunch of firemen trying to uh, get on the ice and uh, partake in some Fairbanks fans that decided they were bad guys. It, it didn't work. You know, it never works out well when people with street shoes get on the ice and want to be bad dudes. It just never works out well. Yeah. You know? And, they were uh, slip sliding around, huh? They were getting thrown around like limp rag dolls, <laughs> you know. You know, sweeping the table, so to speak. Game one. So, yeah. Then the lobster yeah. story. Okay, so this team was made up of some like Alaska characters John the Moose Matthews. You know, uh, his kid played it. Yeah. Chugiak. Yeah, ben Matthews. Ben, ben Matthews. Dad. Yeah, one of my yeah. good buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any great player. Yeah. Oh yeah. International Falls slap shot. We never even talked about that. Growing up watching these guys come in from out of state for AMU, and that's a slap shot. Wow. You know, and uh, but uh, so the the Pyatt brothers, if you know them, Bobby and Mike yeah. Pyatt, yeah. the Stackley the name, brothers. Yeah. These, you know, they're Stackley brothers from. I think they're from I Falls too. 
quality high school hockey players from back then up here working labor union with the bear andrew the bear Pukowski. yeah and then this Pyatt brothers were west west side near you know billy jimmy brett billy brett jimmy, jimmy brett uh, jimmy was a ref billy oh, yeah. billy was a player and it goes on and on and on i mean wally garrett dan green we were solid and uh one guy uh, uh walt let's call him walt wally, walt. wally garrett walt we we started in the bar and we're buying the bartender and the hostesses. This is at the King's Eight Hotel, which is like a log cabin. It's still there. I don't think it has the same name. And they have a big bar and one wing of hotel and one floor. And um, the bartender is passed out. <laughs> the bartendress is disappeared with one of the boys. <laughs> and so Mike and Bobby Pyatt are tending bar. Beautiful. And we're paying. Jesus. We're paying. The till's got cash coming out of it. Well, my roommate, Walt Wally, he had a nickname, too. It was a good one. I'll get to it. I'll figure it out. But Walt and I were, you know, big boys. You know, we're hungry. <laughs> so right outside the bar door is the receptionist for the hotel. So we look over there, and we, we're, we're smart, you know, we're, we've, we're liberated. It releases brain cells so we can think of these things. And we said, hey, ask that lady and tell her that the bathroom's overflowing really bad. And the bathroom was way down at the end of the hall. So one player got her down there. So Wally and I popped the lock on this. It's just cheap wooden clasp, you know, a couple screws, pow. Big live lobster tank, six foot long. <laughs> You know, we're standing on a bar stool. How many do you want, Wally? And then, uh, three. And then, okay, we get six lobsters. We got them. They got, they got their live lobsters. They got their claws. Rubber band. Rubber band. Yeah, so yeah. we're not, we zoom, we zoom back to our room. Oh, man, we're going to chow. So in our room was the old coffee pots where you put a quarter in and it brews coffee on a little shelf. And that wasn't working. I mean, it just wasn't good. Let's go with the jacuzzi. <laughs> so we take we take the lobsters and Wally and I get in our bathing suits and we're sitting in the jacuzzi with these lobsters floating around down there, you know, crawling around live as could be and we're getting awful hungry, so we ripped one open and started in on it. Ah, this ain't working either, man. So we we gathered them up and we went back to the room and by that time I think we'd given up. And um next morning Ah, you know, what's up? Open the door, Alaska State Trooper. <laughs> some hotel employee, sir, we have a problem. What's that? Uh, some lobsters disappeared. <laughs> Not us. Mine stepping out in the hallway? It's early morning. Look out there. Pieces of lobster tail. <laughs> <laughs> Crab legs. I mean right into the door in our bathrooms all the pieces that we didn't eat you know because it just wasn't working so that it cost us i i can't remember but it cost us money that's hilarious so you guys obviously got them to a point where you thought you could eat them no we didn't we took bites and no <laughs> we, we, we were sober enough where this ain't working you know that's gross need some fire and some butter <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. lots of butter but Wally and I roomed together for some reason all the time. It was coach's choice. So we stayed in a hotel that was five floors tall somewhere. I don't even know the name of it in Fairbanks on another trip. I don't think they let us back in the Kings 8. And 
so we had a bottle, and Wally wanted some mix. So on our floor was a Coke machine, pop machine. Put his money in, it wouldn't come out. Started shaking it. Started shaking the machine and tilted it, and it came back in and landed on his foot <laughs> and hurt. <laughs> so we had to, the machine had to pay. So we took it to the end of the hallway where the fire escape, outdoor fire escape was, and we <laughs> tossed it. You know, the hole, I'm talking. Everything. And, and it broke open, and we, well, he got his mix. <laughs> <laughs> so. You guys get in trouble for that one? Was there a knock at the door for that one? No, because nobody saw us. <laughs> no one saw you eat the, eat the, eat the lobsters either. So well, the, the trail got us. It was a oh, bloodhound. The uh, trooper was a oh, bloodhound. Okay. All right, all right. Oh, I do want to uh, mention the Alaska driller. So the drillers, I think we've talked about them before, it was like an all-star high school yep. team, right? It'd be your first version of a comp team. Right, exactly. And because of the age difference, I think we had to play in the juvenile division. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah, because you had young guys like me and older guys like Randy Nolan and Mark Seward. Do you, do you have these? Do you have any of these no. bad boys? No. Uh, this is um, this is coming right out of the Alaska Drillers yearbook, 1972. Mike Ashley, there he is right there doing a little hockey stop action. Oop. Classic, actually. Yeah. Uh, service high left wing Mike Ashley made two goals, five assists in Seattle. The 16-year-old junior wants to continue his hockey career in college while he pursues a science or pre-law degree. Mike started playing hockey because he wanted to learn to skate, and he's learned a lot in nine years. Our Miss Underground says he's shy until you get to know him, and he's easy to get along with. She also says he has, and I quote, a good bud. Shocking. <laughs> good bud. I think I know who that was. I too. don't know who uh, who, write, I, who wrote I think, these uh, things. I think that was a gal named Kim Furco. Kim Furco. Yeah, she sounds nice. Uh, Kim Furco sounds there. nice. Uh, yeah. It's got Pyatt in there. I see Billy Brett. Uh, I got Paul Bronis in here, but here's this, that was the one from '72. Here's the one from '73. '73 uh, Driller Yearbook. That's when we, uh, we would be seniors. Captain of this year's team, Mike Ashley has played for the Drillers for two years. His position is center on the ice. Mike's a senior at Service High School. Plans to attend college. In his spare time, he likes to bicycle. Big still bike. A, still big, a big, big cyclist. cyclist <laughs> this day. Not really. Didn't have a bike. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Damn These you, are, Kim. These are these are classic. We should probably be signing these bad boys. I don't know where these came from. They, I don't know, but they're 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 gold. So yeah, yeah. Got to check them out. Um, so you played for, uh, for so the drillers. My dad was involved a little bit as an assistant coach. Bernie Simon, Dick, Dick Thompson, Thompson was a big one. George Stelios would be the yep. like manager. Yeah. He had, never, big, he had the big galoshes. Big, I was going to say big rubber galoshes. They're in the book. They're yeah. in the book. They're never great. came on the ice. Yeah. And never zipped up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's classic. Yeah, so we, you, you guys play. So what? How, how did you guys do that? Was that end of the high school year? Yeah, you put the team together and then went outside the Seattle or wherever else. And well, we we we'd start in Seattle because it'd be the regional. Okay. And back in those days, it was just show up, kill them by ten, and move on to the nationals, and uh, then get killed. You know, by teams you never heard of. But you know, holy cow, can these guys play? And uh, I think our best game we. We got beat by Edina one year, 5-4 or 5-3, and they went on to win. But that we were playing over our heads. So yeah. Typical game would be 6-2. Yeah. You know, just we're in awe. You'd walk into that twin rink in Edina and you'd oh, my God. Yeah. You know, no, all the high school banners, you know. Next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we had one, one, one year the tournament was out east. 
when you're uh, we went to Chicago first we all went you know they try to feed you cheaply right oh yeah so we went to a steak smorgasbord where they throw your steaks on the grill in front of you and I think it was in a part of the town where white people don't normally go <laughs> so no you know it's fine everybody's just looking at us and we're eating our food the next day it was burnt down we, we we don't have a clue why but we you know we were hmm, yeah you know coincidence yeah and then I remember uh Mike Pyatt on the 72 team the seniors gathered some money we were so us underclassmen were out of it we had to go shuttle into one room and the senior class seniors put some money together and they were going to go get some hookers <laughs> so in sh- downtown Chicago Ooh, so, <laughs> so Mike's got this money, walks down the road. I mean, I don't see him. I mean, we're in our room like, you know, and, and uh, next morning he's not back and comes strolling in about breakfast time and had the time of his life. The, the what do you call them, pimps? Pimps <laughs> picked him up. We're going to roll him. He told him the story from Alaska. They they drove that him all cool. over all night long with the pimps. He rolled him with the pimps, <laughs> and uh, comes back was in. Was it named Jason? Was he in a red he, Tesla? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. They had the bows on and purple bows and all that. It was hilarious. Because like when when I went through high school, we went with Coach um, Sorensen took us down. Kind of this, well, maybe probably not the same thing. But we went to the had the high school. The showcase, showcase in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I remember winning a state championship up in Fairbanks, and uh, they handed me the paperwork as we're going off the ice. And Gorski must have been coaching the other team, and I, hey, here, and he coached the first one. So, yeah, I don't. No, that stuff didn't interest me. Yeah. You know, just once the season's over, and and I had, I to tell you the truth, I did not enjoy my. My first year at uh, Diamond Coaching, I walked into a All-American team, and I think we peeled off like 29 wins in a row and stuff like that. And then after that, it was it was not good. Yeah. So I mean, the hockey was good. It's just principle, certain principle. I don't want to utter his name. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, we can't utter his name. We no, we can't utter his name. But he yeah. was a prick. Yeah. A little Napoleonic prick, so to speak. Hope I can say that on the thing there but uh, every day every single day since my name started with a my teacher mailbox was up here i had to reach to see if anything was in it. if it was full okay but if there's one piece of paper right. i'd pull out a little pink slip just like you'd get when you got to pass the class and it would say see me and i'm not going to utter his name and uh, i'd walk in there and it would go like this so mike i got a disturbing phone call this morning yeah what about the power play. <laughs> what about the power play? Well, some parents, which parents? Well, we can't tell that. You might you might kick them off the team. Well, so what's the problem with the power play, which is clicking on about 35%, you know? Well, they, they're just wondering why certain people are on it, because they're good, you know? And, and then after three years of that stuff, I finally figured out if I talk to him like a basketball coach, he gets it. So I, so I, he wants to know why Reed McDonald didn't play last night, but he played the night before. I said, well, I won't utter his name, but uh, I said, if you're going to play a team that's seven foot 
and your tallest guy is six five. What kind of game are you going to play? Oh, perimeter. I'm going to shoot threes. Okay. If you got a team that's seven foot and and the team you're playing against is a perimeter team, what kind of game are you going to play on offense? He goes, oh, we're going inside, going right. That's what we do in hockey. It's just not about height. It's about speed. It's about size. It's about hockey IQ. Matchups. This kid here that you're talking about probably because he didn't play last night, I think I guessed who it was, he he plays against these three teams because he brings size. But when we play against these three teams, he's out of his element, you know, so to speak. And yeah. I mean, in yeah. fine fine yeah. tuning when you fine tune a team. And so then he started to realize it, but he just hated hockey. And and I, literally, my father was uh, so my father graduated from uh, McLaughlin News Center and uh, was a personnel director for an oil company. So you know he he had to learn the ins and outs of um, employee relationships and all that. And I, you know, talked to my dad. You know, sometimes we go, man, this guy's driving me nuts. I mean, I had to go to the doctor. Doctor finally, after taking the stress test, being dunked in a tank and all this, he goes, hey, I figured it out. Oh God, what is it? What is it? You know, blood test. He goes, you're stressed. Quit your job. I said, am I stressed from hockey or teaching? He said, I'll give you three guesses. Okay, I'm quitting. So went in and put a microphone down, a little miniature like, yeah, you know, a little tape. Yeah, I remember that. Little, yeah. you know, Top Gun or not Top Gun, Tom Cruise tape yeah. deck, you know. When he called me in, see me, I won't utter his name. Yeah. Pushed the button. He said, what's that? I said, I'm recording you from now. And this is before anything about, uh, what's it called when you pick on an employee, a girl, uh, a woman? Harassment. Harass- Sexual harassment. This is, before, harassment. this is before harassment was even on our tongues. And my father had looked up some employee relationship law. And he says, there's never an outcome here. I come in here every day. Every day I come in here on my conference. I half my conference. I don't get anything done. And you're in here pulling my chain. And at the end of the half hour, nothing happens. You don't tell me to change. You don't fire me. You don't suspend me. So from now on, I'm recording. And oh, by the way, last game of the year, whatever our game is, I quit. And then from then, he never called me in again the rest of the year. That was it. That was it. Beautiful. We, we won that invitational state tournament at Bimboki, and they charged across the ice over by the Zamdor, and I walked right off the rink and went home. That's it. That's it. Monday says, hey, great job. When are you going to have your banquet? I'm done. Read the letter. You have the banquet. Yeah. So. That's, that's odd. Like, would you – would Mike Ashley being stressed out ever would that ever come into your head like when you see him whenever I see yeah. you out like you're the, like the happiest most uh, even keeled like I've had to do things to figure it out I mean I'm I was so uh you know like Harry or Mac coach yeah. Mac he was so high intense just high intensity and I I can't do that like I never walked in a locker room and did the your girlfriend's going to hate you. Your parents are going to hate you. You know, I was, I just hired a guy that could do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was the guy, do this, do that, and I'll go to bed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do this, you win. Do that, you lose. Do this, we might win. Because, you know, the team might be better than us. We'll just give it a shot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I was that kind of guy, and uh, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, you, two third-place teams to the state title. Yeah. You know? And, Decent. Uh, yeah. And then when South opened up, of course, I had to hear all this, you got all the good players. No, I had been with Brush for three years at 
service. We won three state championships in a row, and they all graduated. You know, the Cartwrights and a couple of God, who was Cartwright Center, played for the Aces. Mazzolini. Yeah. Yeah, we had all these, you know. Uh, goalie went to uh, the U- U- UNDP, the United States Development Team, and uh, Feldy. Was that Swan- Swanyard? No, that was uh, God. He played at Notre Dame. Oh, oh uh, shit! He, he's got a kid playing at AHA now. I don't know. He might. I'm I'm bad at names, but Feldy went to the NDP. I mean, we we had a killer team. Yeah, and they all graduated. So, so sometimes the best team just wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at South, it was a brand new school. It was open enrollment. One player, one player, was out of district. He was supposed to be at service, but he was playing at East. He transferred to play at East the year before, then he came to South. And he was our fifth or sixth defenseman. But other than that, it was just service. We had a good run. And, uh, and uh, so. You had a pretty decent run at South, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, we never beat Diamond or West in league play. We were 0 and 6. And everybody, nobody talked about us having a stacked team until we won state. Yeah. And once region started, you know, my teams get to play by different rules. I mean, during the season, all lines play. Yeah. All lines know the power play. Yeah. All lines know how to penalty kill. And then when it gets – and we tell them. And I tell them, all the coaches, when we get to where the money is in your hand, when the money comes, then we play a different game. Yeah. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go – rub someone's face because yeah. if you do it during a regular season you're in trouble yeah so i remember sending one of my favorite kids out to west you know up at fire lake because we were the number three team we yeah. had to go to fire lake to play yeah. west diamond got the t- game first shift he went out there and rubbed jeff meese just pow and there went their best player you know, and See you later. so we get to play by different rules, but then, you know, we, we use the top guns to get a lead and then the bottom half. And I don't mean that negatively, the guys that just role play, that's the guys I like, they keep us in the game. And then you can win three day tournaments, you know, like you go to state, you got to win three games. That's the key. You know, you can't kill them on day one, barely win on day two and then have nothing in the tank. So you, and even at this level here, four lines means a lot. And four lines, it can do anything. And it's nice. And every every year that I coached, the JV played on the ice with varsity, every shift, every practice, same colors. So, you know, we had four colored lines. They had four colored lines, same colors as ours. Reed, you screwed up. See you later. Yeah. Let me have that yellow jersey. Yeah. You're wearing this yellow with green one that quick and that get people in line. But if we ever had injury or grades or discipline, you know, family discipline. Next school, guy plugs right in. Boom, yeah. Right in. Doesn't miss a beat. When Coach yeah. Bronis had his run, same thing. He yeah. ran four lines and it was four lines until it was money time. And at any I'll never forget I I was a freshman or a sophomore and he walks in the locker room, says, Eunice, you're up and I uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm up like what are you talking about? He's like, you're up. And uh, Monty Hernandez and somebody else had gotten in trouble for being late. And Coach Bronis walked in the locker room, grabbed the neck, the next two guys. Yeah. You're in. 
just as simple as that. So another example would be we, we had a non-league game in the Sullivan Arena for some reason. I think it might have been a snow day. My senior year we had non-league games there. Yeah, and so there was a game in Bimboki, and we had a game in the Sullivan. There might have been two. There might have been one before us, too. So we had our pregame ritual like every team does. So I, I, I let the captains take the kids. I don't, yeah. I don't deal with them until X amount of minutes before going on the ice. So you know that Sullivan is big. Oh yeah. When there's nobody in it except parents, right? And Sam sits next to me, and he's, you know, God, he's sitting next to coach in the middle of everywhere. You know, this is weird. You know, I go, hey, Sam, how'd warmups go? Uh, we didn't warm up. Why not? Uh, a bunch of guys didn't want to. No, don't worry about it. So when it when when you know X marks a spot on my watch, I walk into the locker room. I just walk. You know, you know, you guys all have been in the Sullivan locker rooms, right? Open the locker room, walk straight to the wall. Did you warm up? No. Take your shit and get. Did you warm up? No. Take your shit and get. Did you warm up? Take your shit and get. And then something in my head said, because defense had to sit together. And you had to sit by your with your lines. We don't have any defensemen left. <laughs> and, and something in my head said, I just kicked out 3D. So let's go this way. So I, I took a left turn. I kicked out uh, uh, nine players. Beautiful. And all the 11 said they stretched on their own. So we had two goalies and nine skaters. So Sullivan's a big rink, right? So Wasilla's warming up. We're a little late coming out, obviously, and – you, you can see their tents, you know, the mighty Wolverines are coming out, then like nine skaters and two goalies. And then you can see them. <laughs> hey, yeah, they, keep, they keep looking, they keep looking. Nobody else is coming out, man. They're having a good warm-up now. 6-1, we beat them. <laughs> so uh, a kid named Heinen, who was a role player on our fourth line, got four goals. So for the rest of his career, he was called Four Goal Heinen. Love That's it. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. A great kid. He's, you know, I was lucky to be surrounded by great kids. So, so what? Any, any favorite team that you that you coached? Um, probably it would have to be uh, the first year at South, just because nobody expected us to do anything, and and, and we were zero and six against the big boys, and. Then we came on. We never lost a game once the league was over. And but they were just a fun group, just go getters. Then another one would be uh, I coached the North Stars when the All Stars were in the driver's seat, and we beat them every year. So I got the guys that cut. And then on the fourth year, I lost Jamal Mason, if you remember him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Bartlett Bartlett Golden Bear, big big kid. And uh, lost uh, B.J. Young at uh, Silver Sticks to a spleen. So he was done for the year. And so uh, the All-Stars beat us in the state championship that year. But, you know, we had made a – I kept losing. Like, we won as Peewees. They'd grab two or three players. One Peewee B.A., they'd grab another three. Typical All-Stars. Ban- Typical Ban- All-Stars. Bannon B. And finally, Bannon A., they beat us. Scotty McLeod. Scott McLeod played so, for him peewee year so at Go- AHA. Gomez was the last guy to make my peewee team. I almost didn't take him because he was a first-year kid. And, you know, I talked to Dave McTerry and um, – who, who, who was coaching – was Rick coaching with you? Rick, No, Rick Pitt and Dave McCary were coaching the B team. Okay. And Dick and I, Dick Thompson, and a guy, his – Bensler, last name Bensler. Yeah, 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 he was my coach peewee year. Yeah, and um, – Two good players. Yeah. No, we had a great group of kids. We had a hockey IQ right out of the 
you know, Notre Dame, Stanford, you know, a lot of these. Spencer's kid's a doctor. Is he really? Yep. Which one? The uh, younger the, or the older? Y- young. Yeah. The other one's an astrophysicist. Billy. Yeah. Billy Benzler and Mike Benzler. Yes. Yeah. Mikey's a doctor. Billy's an astrophysicist. Would have never guessed that in Pee Wee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they live out of state. And according, Mike's a hotshot doctor. I don't know what he's in, but, um, no. So what about, Reed, Reed asked about, and you don't got to answer if you don't want to, but Reed asked about favorite teams. Give us some favorite players. Favorite, see, my favorite players are always the ones that weren't in the paper. Love you know? it, yeah, yeah, love it, yeah. Who are so, those guys? Well, um, David Beach, Beach, okay, big, strong defenseman. You know, hockey IQ. What what school? South. Okay. Funny kid. First two games against Diamond, uh, he couldn't play. He came walking in without a stick. I said, "Hey, Beach, where's your stick?" Ah. Oh. I'll call my dad. No, take your shit and get. That's the only, that's the <laughs> take only, your shit and get. That's the only phrase I had. Second game we played. So we didn't meet Diamond that year. I keep coming back to that, right? Comes in second game. I got my stick. In, a, in his hand is a McDonald's bag. So what's in the bag? Ah, oh, supper. Take your shit and get. You know? Ah, oh, you know. And they, were, they had to go. They had to leave the rink. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. So the third game, and – third game he's ready to play okay so it's zero zero in the second middle of the second something happened on the rink can't remember i i just leaned over to a player and said hey go ask the ref and you're talking a coach who had never ever ever had a bench minor penalty at any level including the aces you know and that that got into be some turmoil hockey and uh Player comes back, says, the ref says, send your captain just like the rule book says. So I said, okay, don't worry about it. It was minor anyway. So second period's over, 0-0. Zero, zero. You know how the refs at Ben Bokey put their backs to the wall, watch the teams. So we're doing that, and I'm, I'm going to the right. And the same ref goes, hey, coach, can I talk to you for a minute? And what do you think I said? Send your captain. I'll send my captain just like the rule book says, <laughs> and he dinged me. Who was it? I, okay. He's no enough. longer with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tragic. But um, so we got a penalty. I got a two-minute penalty to start, start the period. period. Diamond scores. The only penalty I ever got as a coach, we lost one nothing. It oh, was totally shit. my fault. Shit. Does, doesn't mean we would have won the game. Yeah. It, they certainly scored on the power play. That was evident. That's the only penalty I ever got in like 25 years of coaching. So that's pretty even keel because uh, I was I was due one in Fairbanks yeah. uh, coaching the aces. I said something really crude and the ref stopped on a dime and come charging over. And in my mind, this so this is before South. So in my mind, I'm going, hey, I'm going to get my first. But we already won the first three games of the Governor's Cup. This was a no nothing game. I didn't give, you know, hoot. Troy Colson, remember him? Oh, yeah. He, he's yeah. standing up, ready to go on. <laughs> the referee comes roaring up. You're out of here. Points to Colson. I go, hey, beer's cold. See ya. <laughs> beer's cold. So I should have got two. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, not, that's I, shouldn't bad. Have, I shouldn't have got the one, though. That's not bad. So I, I want to know, um, you know, so you've you've, uh, you've been involved in the game for a long time um, at every level. I mean, at you know, we'll talk about officiating as a player, as a coach. Like starting with a coach, like what got you – in, into coaching like two questions what got you into coaching what keeps you kind of going 
Yeah, especially or, as opposed to playing, because it's it kind of like after your junior career, you kind of went almost. Well, you know, when you're busting people's teeth and jaws for a living or <laughs> for, you know, a year and a half, and then you come back home and you're playing for the Wolverines and the same, that, you just have to, you guys missed an era where that's what hockey was. And then, you know, when, when the Wolverine stuff was over, I got into a senior team. And uh, the only fake teeth I have in my mouth were knocked out in a friendly game because, you know, guys just tried to lift your stick up and knock all the front teeth out, and <laughs> these are fake. <laughs> I mean, the lines are fake. They cut in with a saw, and, you know, I said, uh, and the guy was a lawyer too. And uh, so, I mean, the playing didn't uh, turn me on at all. I had my thing, but the coaching is, uh, is electric. I yeah. mean, so what happened to me down in um, – Colorado's. I'm normally an administrator. I, I haven't skated in a year and a half. I'm working on a knee rep problem right now. Yeah, I could tell. So they called me the night before I got on the plane. I got on the plane at 12:30 in the morning, and they called me at 10. You on the plane yet? I said no. I said too late to grab your gear. I said I told you I can't skate. I, I figured I was going to be doing the same job right. I did the year before. Well, we're going to need you on a bench, coaches bail. Well, I can do the bench, but I can't come out on the ice. Well. So I probably haven't coached since um, 11, so maybe 10 years. Yeah. So the first game I had forwards, and when that puck dropped, man, it was game on. Yeah. I mean, I was back. Yeah. And You look won- good. You look good on the ice. We won. You were yeah. buzzing around, chirping the kids. I loved it. Oh, yeah. 4-1, first game. And then the second game, I was middle. What, what team? Uh, we were – God – just what color were your jerseys, Coach? I'm trying, trying to remember that. <laughs> were you gold? Were you yellow? No, we beat yellow. Um, oh, we were sky blue. Sky blue, okay. And you yeah. guys wound up four and one? No, we were end up two and four. Oh, okay. Two and three. And uh, we won our last game against gold. Oh, no, green. They had those two kids from Texas. I don't know if you saw yeah, them. Yeah, they both play for me in the summer. They were good. Yeah, yeah. J.P. Hurlburton and Landon yeah. are So we, we did a little coaching job on them, which we're not supposed to do, but we uh, we matched and matched D and just wanted to go out a winner. Yeah, no, so, J- J.P.'s a great kid and yeah. a great player, great family. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, – and I've seen this before. I mean, I actually picked up a kid three years ago in uh, in the Denver airport you know, that was one of my jobs, getting kids on buses. And uh, all 14 kids were there, but 15 was missing. I said, he's got his flight came in two hours ago. I said, okay, well, I got to send the bus because it's got to come back. Yeah. I said, according, we made a phone call. He's there. So I sent, you know, pair up, go find a kid with a hockey bag. Yeah. He found him in a bathroom crying in a stall. Oh. He, first time, you know, that age group. Yeah. You know, and he was a Montana kid. Yeah. And so, way out of his leagues. Oh, yeah. So, we had a – he probably won't hear the podcast, but we had an Albuquerque kid the same way. He had tears in his eyes after the first practice skate. Yeah. He came off the ice like, oh, my God. So, we just made it simple for him. Cover the point, cover yeah. the slot. Cover yeah. the point, cover the slot. Simple. Third guy high. By the end of the thing, he got a breakaway. He got ran down by the entire team, but he had a breakaway. <laughs> but uh, w- one of our kids, we just couldn't hide. He, yeah. he was scared of his own shadow. Well, that that camp, I mean, let's be honest, it's great. Yeah. And and Mike, for for the talent being what it was, my kid loved it. Like yeah. like you know, he's been exposed to the dorms for a full year, you know, in New York. But uh, 
that camp you could easily you could easily yeah. cut that in half and it would be a lot higher level yeah and that's not the purpose of it though it's, exactly it's west of the mississippi exactly and so the rocky mountain district well is in there. and a lot of those kids that's the biggest thing they're ever going to get to right. do in hockey, yeah. and that's really awesome that uh, you were able to take. But you know, it's going to the Olympic Training Center. It's oh yeah, going to the, it's going to uh, Colorado, Colorado College play, put on a show. Playing in the facility. Yeah, that facility is amazing. Yeah. Did you get to tour it? Uh, I, I I looked all over and I walked down through the locker rooms and everything, and that was it. Yeah, the kids got a hour tour with the coach. Yeah, new coach and. Uh, they were just shocked. Yeah, it's I all, mean it's amazing. Powerade machine. If you're here. If you want to take it to the dorms, grab it out of the cooler. Yep. They just thought, oh, my God, all the Powerade or Gigatorade I can drink. Yeah. Yep. And he goes, every day we lift. I, it's catered. And, you know, I'm thinking every everybody's like this. But I've been in college rinks that way better than that. Yeah. And But it was brand new, so it looked cool. Yeah. And, it, you know, there are some college dressing rooms where the, the, the chairs are like captain's chairs. Oh, yeah. And they got stereo controls oh, up yeah. here and they got multi-decks media room and, I, I think it's i think it, the, the one of the coolest things about like researching you in this pod in particular was just how you're still so involved with that portion of it i think that's really really commendable yeah. that you're still it's giving just, back it's just fun i mean i'm i don't look at it as giving back it's just fun i mean i love kids you know teaching for 20 i so i got into teaching to coach but I learned real quick that I was a teacher who was going to coach. And I have f huge, fond memories of the classroom that far, you know, kids that would uh, go on to London School of Economics, you know, kids that, in a in an AP class of 13, I had the senior valedictorian, the junior valedictorian, and the sophomore valedictorian to be. We didn't know they were going to be it yet. And the sophomore had already got a five on a calculus AP test. So I'm walking, I mean, if I, so I tell the story to everybody. There's only two ways an AP kid raises his hand. This is the scary one. The, the question coming next is probably going to be over my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Or it goes like this. Yeah. And like five of them, I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I said something wrong or I quoted something wrong and pew, I got you first, you yeah. know? And so, but, uh, I love teaching. And then, um, it, it, the sad thing is it took me 20, 20 years before I found a principal, a head principal. So my first principal at West was Howard Hoskins. He was actually one of my principals when I went to service. So all the head principals at Diamond I, you know, not not impressed. Yeah. And then I got to uh, South, and Mr. Fannin transferred from Bartlett, and he was the man. I mean, you want to do it, you figure out how to fund it, and it's your ass if it goes wrong. But he never said no. And so when I found out he was retiring, I retired. So, <laughs> so I was actually the first teacher to retire from South. No kidding. Yep. And, uh, but it was a great run and uh still running yeah you know the funny thing is you saw bruce urban okay you know him right no yeah he ran that western camp he's the yeah, boss yeah. okay yep, yep. he's from alaska he used to run ben Boki. and uh so selects used to go like this so this what we did last week is not selects but it's a, the pr precursor to yep. it so if you want to get involved this is what it's like except selects is a lot shorter it's scrimmaging a lot more talent 
or games, I should say, but we used to do this. So a guy from California, Oregon, and Washington, and I would go one weekend down to California. And so it would rotate every year. And we'd watch their f- three age groups. We'd be there all day, 15, 16, 17s, and we'd rank them. Next week, we'd all meet in Kent, Washington, or Vancouver, Washington. Here's the Washington, Oregon kids. And we'd rank them. Then we'd have to go like this. Then, well, that guy last yeah. week, that guy, and this is back when California, so like on a team of 20, when we used to sit, so they, they send all at large now. So at large means for you listeners that when you make a national select team, you go back to the national camp, but they take two Pacific kids on this team, two over there, two over there. That's We used to go as a team, and I actually was coaching with Koal. Um, the XUAA call uh, the last year that 16s went as a team, and we, and we were loaded. Man, Trump, Trump, and um, our, you know, God, I think there was eight Division One guys on there. But so by the time we got to Alaska, three weeks later, there's not any spots left. Well, no, <laughs> you you you'd rank them, and then you would get into this huge argument. Yeah. Well, that so <clears throat> Bruce. Let me wet my whistle. Yes, yes. Me too. So Bruce was in he was in the position of player development then. And he said, We also we gotta bring these guys together. So that's what happened. And the first first several years was in Vancouver, Washington, then Kent, Washington, then uh <coughs> San Jose. And now we're in Las Vegas, which is a great thing because they just got to walk across the street. And uh, and each evaluator only does one age group now. So I can follow a certain age group here, sneak in on a practice. or Very cool. Or talk to coaches and say, hey, rank your players so I'm not getting it wrong. And But first year, it would go like this, 13 Alaskans, five – or six Californians, and maybe one or two Washington, Oregon's, Oregonians. Yeah. Five or six years in the process, 10, 10, no Washington, no yeah, Oregon, yeah, maybe. Yeah. L- LA, LA's got it. Two or three more right years late, two or three years later, 13 Californians, five or six Alaskans, yeah. and then Washington coming on, you know, so. Uh, that kid from Yamamoto from uh, yep. Edmonton, he's a Spokane kid. Yep. And uh, so th- that the other thing about selects is a lot of those people that go through, you know, four, five, six, seven years later, you get to watch them in the show. So that's cool. I, I went down there one time with Cam, and I, they needed someone to like team, coach or team, whatever. Team leader. Team leader or whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. But I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, that uh, it's like, okay, you know, you're not playing to win. You just roll the lines, whatever. And we got in a couple of games. I'm like, uh, fuck that. Uh, you, you, you yeah, get up here. Yeah. And you stay over there. Well, <laughs> you kind of I mean, get into it. There's a famous, there's a famous uh, coach here in town uh, whose son played in the NHL who got on that bench and actually uh, pulled the goalie and stuff. Oh, really? And, you know, double shifted and, and, you know, that's not the purpose. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's purpose is to show skill right. within us without being stupid. Right. You know, like nobody wants a puck hog. Right. But, you know, show us you can go in to in once in a while. And uh, so your younger kid is, is Cam. 
That's my middle boy, uh, Cam. Yeah. Okay. That's the lefty. Yep. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Providence. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, he was easy. Yeah. He, he was, I had that age group. Yeah. He was an easy sell. Yeah, he could skate. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we had, uh, I, I didn't get the 15s this year because uh, one of the, one of the evaluators had coached him. And so, you know, I, I um, no, I take the back. I had the 15s last year with Swanee's kid. Yeah. And Carlson and all that. And I was looking forward to seeing this year because Toby, I think Toby as a 15 year old had grown. And by the time, you know, we do December tryouts and by May he looked just discombobulated. Yeah. And this year, he looked a lot better, and and uh, Mac didn't have to go. But uh, yeah, one of the worst. Not, I mean, one of the things I was looking forward to most is at gone, going to that Colorado camp every year. The old rink was an homage to Brian Swanson. It was. Yeah. A, oh yeah. Have yeah. you been in the old rink? Yeah. You, you know what do you call the big mural? Yeah. Brian, you go in the coach's office. Brian. Yeah. So I couldn't He's wait. Golden to, boy. I couldn't take. I couldn't wait to take Mac down there, yeah. a, and I didn't know him. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was going to latch on to him and get him all the blue chip stuff. That uh, you know, there there are other things going on there that you can get kids to if you want. And he was, you know, and then COVID. Yeah. And then new rink built, and yeah. I I couldn't find Brian's or uh, yeah, I I found Swanson one place. Yeah. Me, me too on the uh, uh, the NHL all, all American board. I found him. Oh, and then in the NHL okay, board. Okay, so NHL it, board. But it used to be the rink used to be an homage to him. I mean, Love it. Just How soon they forget. Yeah, it's getting old. <laughs> New Swanee. Ma- Max a Max old stud. Max yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. He got to bypass a Pacific camp. Right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's been a, it's been a run. I'm getting tired of this stuff. I mean, cuts into my recreation. Well, see, now that's that's why I, I was I was bringing it up, like your love of the game. Like I love hockey. I don't think I love it as much as you because <laughs> uh, I played. Ironically, um, worked at a rink for twenty four years. Yeah. So I mean, I was I was around it a long time. So when I quit the the Mac like two years ago, I was like I'm done. And I put my skates are still on top of my thing. I I don't. Will they come out? I don't. I don't know. But like having. I coach for 15 20 years that's it's a commitment man it's fun yeah, it's yeah. funner than shit but it is a grind and it's uh and now i i don't uh <laughs> well, well the, i got i got i got free time well well the problem the time. problem today is is uh it's a grind to you and to coach ashley and myself because when we do decide to coach we're going to be all in like you said when that puck dropped you're all in like we're yeah. all in oh it's exciting there's it's a fun. lot of guys there that are collecting a paycheck because unfortunately with youth hockey the way it is right now there's a lot of money to be made in youth hockey so they just show up collect their paycheck and leave so it's not a grind to them it's a free vacation or a free weekend in colorado springs and, and it's not like that for you ha- halfway you to gold on their mileage it, card yeah, yeah. To- totally yeah. And, and, yeah. and that and that's why it's a grind to you rito is because you you're like coach ashley and, and me like if we're going to coach we're going to coach. Yeah. And, and but gonna, he, he officiates. Well, <laughs> yeah, men's league. Men, men's league. I've never yeah, been. No yeah. But, but other than Dennis Sorensen, I've been, never been chirped more in a men's league game than by this guy. Oh, absolutely. It makes it fun. I chirped you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you must have been chirping. Uh, yeah, well. Okay. Pr- pr- maybe. Normally, I don't get chirped at. A little. And, but. Uh, friendly fire. Friendly what, fire. So, one of the weakest. Uh, 
one of the worst things going on in Alaska hockey right now is this focal or focus on comp or elite hockey. We're California has like 30,000 plus hockey players and we're shrinking. We were the only dis, not district, we're the only affiliate in the whole country that lost numbers. Because all our programs are like even the the downfall of Mustang Hockey, and they're doing a great job trying to rebuild it now. But we became so uber focused on our comp programs that we never paid attention Defined to the house program. Uber focused because Uber's a delivery service. I <laughs> we were so f- laser point focused on our comp programs that we lost sight of taking care of our house programs. Yeah. Like, all right, Mike Ashley's going to coach uh, the Bantams and Reed McDonald's is going to coach the midgets and, uh, and Walt Eunice is going to coach the peewees and uh, uh, whoever those dads are, you guys can coach house. Oh, yeah. That's what happens at, at these programs. Everybody, you can't have a good varsity program without having a good JV yeah. program. And we've lost sight of the JV program. So when I did safe sport for three years and the only reason I bring up safe sport, it made me go to the, um, Shaw meetings, monthly meetings. And I, I could have just sat there and gone like, okay, comp problem, comp problem, <laughs> yeah, comp totally. problem, comp problem. And they have a comp council. Yeah, so, take it to the comp council. So they have a council, but it all bleeds over in the vote. The voting is so blockish. I mean, meaning – this organization oh, has yeah. three organizations, and they've joined with the adult organizations because one lady runs the adults, and now they can outvote anybody. Yeah. And so they bring votes that affect ice time. Oh, yeah. So even though you're not talking comp, you're talking ice time, you're yeah. talking rules, you're talking length of penalty, you know. And uh, it's, it, you know, it says right in the USA rulebook, you can change, you can make any adjustment to any rule that's greater than the rule you can't lessen the rule so if it's a two-minute penalty it's two minutes you can make it three Three. yeah Yeah. you can't make it one and a half yeah and we just you know that's exactly what i'm saying it's just everybody's so focused on the comp portion and and they're they're not taking care of the people that feed those programs and then one more thing on that is i'm going to blame parents too not comp parents i've heard overheard a lot of people now don't know who I am. I mean, there's this age of people that don't have a clue when I ref their game. They, You know, where'd you freaking learn how to play hockey? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and <laughs> makes another story. Oh, Weyburn, Saskatchewan. No, no, yeah. but where, where did you learn? How, who have you coached? You know, so, but um, I've heard parents, I know parents personally. Well, my kid didn't make, so I'm just going to use associations just because everybody knows the name, but, but this has nothing to do. So I could use X. Um, why not? Why don't I? So I don't piss anybody off. Yeah, out. there you go. Well, my kid didn't make Association One comp team, so he tried out Association Two. He didn't make that, and he tried out Association Three. He didn't make that. So you know, there's twelve. There's twelve double A peewee teams. Yeah, that's a glorified comp league or house league. A hundred percent. So we we just decided not to play hockey. I said, "Why? Well, you're you know my kid has to go to school, and they're going to say, oh, you know, he's he's wearing his, you know, X Y Z jacket, you know, like uh, I'm a, like a comet. Yeah, you know, he didn't make North Stars, but he's a comet. Yeah, well, Comet's a great program. Yeah, oh, no, I know, but 
N- not to the people that's right, that, yeah. not to the people you go to school agree, with. Agree, agree. Oh, you're an all star. Ah, you're not out of this. You're you're a north star. You're not of this. You know, you play for so and so. Yeah, play yeah. for boys club. Yeah, yeah. boys club bulldogs. Yeah. Now, that, nope, that, well, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Like, like parents these days. Like, I've, I've talked to Coach B many times, and uh, I'm talking about Coach Bronis. Um, Paul. He, he's like, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I can't, I couldn't coach that nowadays. I'm like, so are you ever going to come back and coach? Like, no, I, I'm never coaching because uh, kids can handle me, parents couldn't handle me. It would be an issue. So <laughs> there has been a shift. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, I'm even in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's it's different. But um, what do you see other than well, we all know parents, parents, but the worst part of hockey in a lot of ways. But what other big changes have you seen kind of in in youth hockey that are well, I mean, I've been out now. I mean, the, the nice thing, so you keep building me up for being, you know, in the hockey world, but <laughs> if you actually look at what I'm doing, I don't have to deal with anybody. Yeah, behind the scenes. That's what yeah, I said, yeah, coach. Yeah, Jesus. But, uh, but so even though I did have to deal with a friend for about a week after selects, but uh, – Why uh, didn't my kid make it, Mike? Oh, yeah. We're friends. Never attack other players to get your kid on a team. Parents never attack other players to get your kid on a team. That's the problem with parents. Yeah. They want to compare their player to player Sell X. Sell your kids' assets. Don't push weaknesses it's on, on other kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't work. But uh, where were we? Because I'm old. Just kind of the, the change. Oh, well, uh, so number one, if, if, if I'm paying Coach Reed here, Three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a month to coach my kid. I'm invested. I, I want to say that's. I want to say, high school, a little different. Kid pays one hundred sixty-five bucks. I don't know what it is now, yeah. and uh, just over two hundred. Basically, the school district, this school district, doesn't give a crap about high hockey, just like the college, university doesn't. And uh, th- you know, they'll hire anybody that wants to apply. If it was a basketball coach or football coach, they'll advertise outside. Yeah. And give him a PE job, you know. And if it's a hockey coach, yeah, here's a guy who's been f- coached three different associates, you know, three different high school teams, been fired every time. You're you hired. Know? Yeah. There was a an ace that, you know, he was a good ace. He was a ace, good ace player. He coached at a, one of our high schools. And, you know, I think back then you got 4,000 for the entire, you know, high school yeah. hockey doesn't stop. It doesn't stop at the end of the season. Yeah. You got to keep your kids eligible. You got to keep them on track. You got to keep them out of trouble. You got to raise money. Well, by game three, he'd been fined. He'd got to his 4,000. He got canned. You know, just it, you know, high school's a different animal. You're, you're, you're trying to grow them into men and hockey at the same time, yeah. whereas comp is win, 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 win. Yeah. You know, what tournament can we go to? You know, and who's going to be there scouting? Yeah. What showcase? What 12 year what, Who's going to be scouting 12 year olds? Well, all the good world-class 12-year-olds are stuck away in some Ontario little rink in, in northern Ontario where nobody will ever in. Bobby Orr, yeah, Wayne Gretzky, stuck in a rink where nobody can see him. You yeah. know? So the Bobby Orr story is kind of funny. They really buried him. He developed, but nobody knew him, you know. So No, it's – it's uh, we, we've talked about it on the on the podcast, though. Like, we talk about – you know, kids leaving early, and, and, and that that's more. I mean, there's no kids. Kids don't stay here until, you know, like they used to. Um, and, and and that's an issue. And just like you, you talked about numbers, that's what kind of 
is alarming. I mean, as far as uh, we're, we're, and I, I did not know that stat about we're the only district that affiliate. affiliate that actually lost. Yeah, so players. We're, we're, we're in the Pacific District, mm-hmm. which is blowing up. California, uh, Washington, Oregon, blowing up. Nevada, blowing up. I mean, with Nevada having a pro team now and building new rinks, and you know, they built a double or they built a double rink at least might be a four in Henderson, like hour okay. and a half drive. Yeah, that's I mean, our affiliate, right? Yeah, but I mean, those are youth rinks now. Oh yeah, they got more rinks than we do. Well, yeah, the, and well, I think another problem with youth hockey, and I and I'm sorry to get off topic here briefly, is is a lot of people are priced out. It, Absolutely. They're priced out. The hockey's too expensive, man. Yeah. They're like, well, well, Billy, what do you want to play? Well, I want to play hockey. Well, okay, let me see. Yeah. Uh, they, they, no. Uh, no, we can't afford I that. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and look at the management of our local rinks minus the nonprofit way you yeah. guys do it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's the best way, but I don't even know who's managing the rinks now. But you've been to Ben Bokey's and the Dempsey's lately. They're pits. Yeah. Don't even talk about the Sullivan. Sullivan, they just should blow it up and rebuild oh, it. Time. Someone sent that to me the other day. Should they just blow that up yeah. and rebuild it? <laughs> no, I got a tour in there. It's It smells like piss. It looks like shit. Seats are torn out so they can take them in the woods. Everything copper, everything of value. Ripped yeah. out. Ripped out. Yeah. So the bathrooms are gone. But every time, oh, they brought in porta cans. They destroyed the bathrooms. So, but There's porta cans inside? No, no, they're on the outside. But... It's where they have sex too, uh, FYI. Oh yeah. God. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, so the the so I don't want to get sued, but the Sullivan Arena is a contract, as and they manage the smaller rinks also, but they're making because of Sullivan. Not, so don't let's not talk about cares money. Let's go back three years before COVID. They're using the youth rinks. To pay for no UAA, yep. no ACEs. Yep. So they're jacking up the prices here and there. And, and, and then, you know, you can't get an employee. You know, when I'm, when I'm reffing, I, I, it's just when I ref, I just go into the office, find the employee and say, game time here, be there, be, be zamming at 15. I don't want to get home at 1230. I want to get home at 12. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 and they're pretty good, but I mean, sometimes you can't even find them. And then you know, you talk about like Weyburn and Estevan. If that it's ice, city job, if maybe. that yeah. ice wasn't open during the day, what would they be doing? Oh, working on it. Yeah, making it beautiful. Yeah, and when the ice isn't open in this town, it just sits there and rots. I mean, nobody, you know, we we have regional tournaments up here, and you can't even see the blue lines. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and you're trying to make a call that sends somebody to the Nationals. Like, I think that might have been offsides. Yeah. Royal Business yeah. Solutions Arena. Sorry. Well, uh, Sorry. Well, Do again, better. Well, again, I mean, as taxpayers, which we all are, we should be appalled at what they've done for uh, Dempsey Anderson. I've said it before. Take his name off the building if you're not going to take care of the building. Um, the Sullivan Arena is a perfect example. Didn't they just put, like, millions and millions of dollars in refurbishing new seats, new refrigeration, and they let them go in there and – just destroy fucking it. destroy the building. It, nice one. And every like, time you see a picture of Sullivan, it's the first day where they lined up all the cots, and they're perfectly well. Yeah. It was Tent City in there. Oh Jesus! Tent City. They need their privacy. Yeah. Unreal. Anyway, that that that's a debacle. Hopefully, I want to get into a little uh, two more things, Coach. Uh, UA, 
um, obviously that was a big, uh, big win right now. And, um, you know, about the portal, I mean, that's one thing they couldn't have pulled off without the portal. Portal saved them. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a huge thing. And talk about numbers of kids. Hopefully that with, obviously, the Wolverines too, the new Wolverines, the non-Wolverines, can hopefully inspire uh, kids and parents to play. Kind of like we got we had Scotty Gomez on here, and he was the same way. I mean, like, he went to UA game, was like, shit, I, I might want to play hockey. And Yeah, but hey, and they used to put 6,000 people in that. You yeah. Know? Yep. And, uh, when they win. The, this town does not like losers. Look how fast they turn on the Aces. Aces had a yeah. thing going. Oh, and, that place was and rocking. Then you have one bad year, boom, 2,000, yeah. 1,500, yeah. you know. If that. And uh, so, you know, first, and I, I don't know the head coach of the Wolverines. I've met him, but I don't know him. Yeah. I don't know what he says. But you, it, it's got to start at the kid level. I, I want to see you as in a Seawolf uniform, yeah. high school. You know, go to juniors if you if you're good enough to play juniors go there but always keep it open and then i'd like to see the junior program here pushing you know hey this is a good place to play people know you that's the yeah. good thing is you don't have to be broken in here they know you after a couple of years on this junior team yeah big time but you know i have no idea what's going on because you you just i hear stuff and you can you know you bad mouth the university and it just it's just been bad. I love Matt Shazby. I love what he does. Yeah. I've told him, I've actually talked to his teams after a game, like, this is how you play hockey. Yeah. And I've had a couple conversations with Matt within two months after getting hired, and he sounded like a 20-year D1 veteran. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I'm hoping Matt, he, Matt could be the guy. I mean, he could. He, I'm hoping he, he has a little draw power from local kids that he's coached that are aging up right now. But the, the thing is, the NCAA minimum is a 2,500-seat arena to be in a league, period. So if the Sullivan's not available, if the school doesn't want to pay for the Sullivan, so the difference between the Aces and Sullivan was this, I mean, and UA. So when I coached the Aces, the Aces rented the building and brought their own people to run the tickets and all that. What UA does is pay for the whole package. Yeah. You know, parking, you park them, you take yeah. the money, you know, you, you you sell a concession. I don't think you can do much about concessions, but you're, it's their ticket takers, their yeah. parkers, their security, you know, whereas the Aces would bring a packet of volunteers, you know, just like the guys selling the 50-50 tickets. They'd yeah. take tickets at the door, they'd sell the tickets, and they'd do the parking. And so it was much cheaper for the Aces to play in there. And uh, that makes a lot of sense, too. Just to have, I mean, in the college, college kids are the, they'd be perfect for the volunteer type stuff. Yeah, but UAA, you know, I'm just going to go flat out and say it. And, and they do, they're doing everything to make this flop. I actually heard where I work out, I heard some basketball boosters, big names, guys, if I said their names, you'd all know them. They own businesses in town. And I actually heard this. This is when the fundraiser was going on. Is it going for the three mil? Yeah. This is going to be the best fundraiser that basketball's ever had. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, hockey will spend a million and then fold, and there'll be two million in the, you know, the UA fund. Yeah. That's so, too bad. Yeah. So we need guarantees from the new uh, president of the university or 
president of the local campus. I think he was former governor, right? Parnell. Uh, Parnell. Parnell. We we need him to go on record. Yeah. I mean, he's been very supportive, yeah. but go on record. This is a hockey state. Yeah. You know, it, name what what do we got? Carlos Boozer and uh, the other kid from East Trajan. Trajan. What? Uh, who else has played pro basketball? Oh, there's one more. Mind me, guy. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mario. Mario, Mario Chalmers, Chalmers, yeah. Yeah. Bears, go Bears. No, Mario, Mario was good. Yeah. 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 Not, they were all good. That's three. You know, we can go, what, 30, 40 deep? Yeah. You know, so it's basketball, everything, everything they do, they deserve. I got nothing against it. But quit att- like just like we talked about parents, quit going after other sports. If you can't fill the building, don't blame hockey. Yeah. You know, and that Alaska Center was supposed to have ice in it. Right. And somehow it magically disappeared. And I remember talking to Shyak, and Shyak told me one time, said, hey, man, can you, can you get the alumni off my back? And I go, what? And what are they doing? Well, they, they're ripping me, but they don't understand that the university has told me they promised me they're going to build a standalone rink for hockey right behind, right next to the current rink. And I said, Dave, that's wetlands. That would have had an academic building on it 30 years ago instead of having to go all the way across the road there. Yeah. Really? So they, they flat out lie to coach after coach after coach. And Matt, the last coach who left, did, yeah. you know, I fished with him. He's a good buddy. Good dude, with, yeah. Yeah, just got, awesome guy. just got named to a national team coaching staff. <laughs> yep. I mean, he was plenty. He, he he was far and away a good enough coach to win in D1. Absolutely. With, with right players and the right crowd and the right backing. You know, he had a bad year in uh, his junior team, but he's well thought of. I mean, he's he's in the Olympic line of coaching staff, and he's coaching. He's, they just named him yesterday or today. They just named five coaches that are going to the Holinka Cup. He's one of them. So yeah. – you know he's well thought of, yeah. And and we're running these guys out of here fast. No, we, we yeah. talked about that too. But I will tell you, Shasby, we, he sold us. He sold us, man. I mean, we I, had him I, right. We had I, him right dude, where you're I, right I, where I, you're sitting. I listened to the whole podcast yeah. with a cigar, and I was going, man, that guy. You know, no. He, and I love that guy. I really do. And I, believe me, we're the biggest naysayers that there are. And he, like, we were like, <laughs> fuck yeah, like, let yeah. let us howl. Where, when are we howling? Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Didn't he sound like he like a twenty year veteran? He's always been that way, even when he was like. Yeah, a, but he knew everything about the portal. He knew the leagues. He, he doing some. That's research. the kind of that's the kind of yeah. kid yeah. he is, though. Yeah. He's always been that way. He's got the passion, and that's yeah. what. That's yeah. what and that's what you need. then you need somebody that's going to grind and yeah. grind and grind for the program. Yeah, and if this community doesn't finally get their act, <clears throat> act together, the next time we fold, it'll be done. Yeah, big time. Yeah. You know, Brush spent ten years talking in the eighties and nineties that the ADs should be out forming a West Coast League. No. And so now, what are we talking about right now? West Coast oh, League. UNL, UNLV's got a great program, thinking about D1. Or Oregon, yeah. UCLA. Yeah. Eastern, Eastern Washington, Cheney's yep. got a great one. Yep. I mean, um, Well, UNLV's building a rink for them, aren't they? I don't know, but they've been throwing their name. And then you got three new D1 teams this year already. Yep. And the one in Sioux City might be pretty good because they got a good uh, base to draw from there. It's a well, we, sicko we, town, man. Yeah. We've got enough D one players to have more D one teams, big time. And we need to have more D one teams. And we've talked about it. The, the West Coast, 
I mean, how would it be to be SoCal? How would Southern California? How'd yeah. that be? And look where they could look what they could draw from. Oh, I mean, I, I, give me an all-star team of eighteen-year-old Californians. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to beat some people. Yeah. yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's just we're in a turmoil up here, and the the oil thing. You know, nobody kind of knows what's going on. Politics sucks, you know, and um, money is money is weird now. You know, should I have cryptocurrency or should I have money? Or maybe I should just have beer and bullets, you know? I got Beer's a good buttering, too. Got lots of that. They both sell. Yeah. 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 Well, the UA is one thing. And, and, uh, again, uh, good luck, uh, Coach Chasby, and and we're we're all going to be behind you. But the other one was the Null team, and I've said it before, did way better than I thought they were going to be. Hell of a a season. And and hopefully that – you know, I think as a hockey community who's losing kids and participation, I mean, maybe something like, uh, you know, I think a, it a does. combination with UA and the Null, I mean, gives them, gives them like we were all there, right? One I, time, like looking up at. I think it does. I think that that, I think that, I think that that Null team success will reflect in numbers. You, so I'm going to semi agree. As a feeder program, yes, but there's only so much, there's only so much money in town you know, to sponsor. So sponsorships are huge, especially for the Null. I mean, they travel, they they need these big sponsorships, you know. So uh, they can sell alcohol. That's a big thing. UAA could sell it, but they don't. They should. We can't. But every every college rink I go to, I'm a college hockey nut. Including Fairbanks. So I travel to Denver once or twice a year to watch just a weekend. So on November, this November, I'm going to watch North Dakota. And then I'll go to the fighting uh, Sioux. I'll go to the NCHC playoffs in St. Paul. I've been going year after year. Last year it was at Omaha. It was closed, but I, I started going when the WCHA moved into the uh, the what's St. Paul called the Excel Center, and uh, great hockey. But you know, it, the thing is, University of Minnesota can't fill their own rink right now because nobody cares about. Northern Michigan or, you know, that league they're in, the Big Ten. You know, if it's Michigan or Notre Dame maybe, but they're, they're, they have 4,000 empty seats in a 10,000-seat arena in a, in a place where you couldn't get a ticket when they were playing Wisconsin, North Dakota, and Wisconsin still is in that league. But um, I remember going down to St. Paul, and if 18,000 people in a 19,000-seat arena, half green and oh, yeah. half red – and where the green met the red was just a constant battle. It was almost more interesting than the game, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, it's just now you got the uh, NCHC, the, in my opinion, the best college hockey going in six, seven, eight thousand, but they got such good sponsors that uh, they must make it there. I'm, probably because of $12 beers. I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, when they blew it, the WCHA was so unique. With a little, I mean, they have like little. We talked about like little, little like Michigan Tech versus like the Gophers, and it was just, but it was great. It was, it yeah. was unbelievable. And then the Big Ten came and screwed that up. Yeah, you need yeah. the you need the rivalries. Big well, time. the the Big Ten didn't screw it up. The school, the independent, like Minnesota, said, right. Let's just parallel football, basketball. Well, you know, right. And the dub was getting a little expensive to play in because of the two Fairbanks or Anchorage Fairbanks. But the bottom end of the dub was weak. 
yeah. and wasn't drawing, but now they're in worse, worse straits. So big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, I'm, I'm hoping the null, uh, Wolverines can, you know, keep, keep rocking. They had a great year and I think it was great for the city and great for yeah. hockey. But like coach says, like our fans are fair weather. Like once they, if, if they go, of course into, they were winning this year. So yeah, yeah, exactly. True. So if they get into a funk, and, and, and I mean, I know, you know, let, let's hope that they get to play at Sullivan sometime soon, but if they get in a funk, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of empty seats at Bokey, to be honest with you. Yeah, you might. And then on the UA side, uh, you know, I got a tour with Matt and a few other people during uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's Brush's 1994 team, I think, went into the Hall of Fame. So they all met at the new locker room over at UA. Oh, great room. There was a plan there for what they're going to do to the rink and i just hope that's not another promise see yeah we'll keep you going we're going to build the rink out this way yeah yeah, we heard all about it so matt if you're listening here's here's my report find a better way to get people transported into your building because i i went to a couple ua games it's hard it's hard to park three quarters away you don't know the i've been off the campus so long i don't know which hallway you know they're elevated hallways yeah some are locked you know there's no signage i mean maybe buses from the alaska center to the you know you try you can't park anywhere near the rink that's just not going to happen but if they made it easy to go watch a ua game people would go more. at least you'd get a, a starting crowd you know yeah so that would be shuttle from OMR for the uh, E River folks. There you go. It's yeah. out there. I like it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah, talking about shuttle, I almost got to flying an F fifteen because of a shuttle once. <laughs> yeah, the coaching the aces, watching a UA game, leaning against the wall, one of those corner sections at the Sully. You know those little brick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leaning there, minding my own business. The guy goes, comes up to me. You know, it looks like Joe Blow. Says, "Hey, you the coach of the aces?" You know, yeah, just, oh, I love your game. So that's good, good. Uh, so I'd better do my thing, you know. So, yeah, what do you, so you're a hockey fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm in charge of bussing all the GIs uh, from the bases to watch a aces game. So I better pay attention. Yeah, I better give this guy some time. Yeah. So what do you do on the base? I think he's going to say, you know, like, uh, I'm a mechanic or whatever. Oh, I'm a, I'm a F-15 squadron leader. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> hey, we haven't uh, got our program together yet. I um, think a couple guys could go out there and dress up, you know, aces, get, you know, in an F-50. Oh, yeah, we get that done. So think the coach can go up in a plane? He goes, yeah, I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because I'm a pilot from way back. I got a license that's not been current for 25 years yeah. probably, you know, and and so I'm like, oh, my God, I even have sim time. So you have to go on a simulator first. So I, I actually have registered. I've got a date to go to the sim. It's a month out. You know, but I don't care. I mean, all right. And then guess who screwed it up? I'll, give you, I'll buy you a beer if you guess. Don't utter his name? No. Okay. Saddam Insane. Oh, really? Damn In, you, Saddam. Invaded... Kuwait. Yeah, oh, yeah. It. And so the whole fighter wing went into it. So the way it was explained to me is one-third of the squadron is current flying. One-third's their body has to take some time off. And one-third's in technical training. So the sim went away. Damn. Everybody had to get up to speed. Planes were leaving. and 
Daniels. I'm glad they hung his ass. That's all I. <laughs> opportunity. opportunity <laughs> I got to pull the lever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, man, I uh, I'm bummed I never got to play for you because I was a role player from hell. So yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for all you've done for hockey. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And uh, thanks for listening too. Yeah, yeah Coach, appreciate it, man. Thanks Long for time uh, fan. glad I bumped into you in Denver. Yeah, I like your kid. Like I like confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank I Love the view. Is it, yeah. Is it this way all the time except winter? You yeah, but you don't keep the door open. Yeah. No, but do you open the door in the winter when you're doing this? Absolutely. Really? No. Okay. It feels like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think it's time for dump and change. Dump and change. Thanks, Coach. All right. Bye. Oh. Ah.